Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. This feeling deep inside of me Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me When you hold me in your arms so tight You let me know everything's alright Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian the Bear. I have a whole group, a gaggle, a gossip, a gossamer, a fucking murder of crows here. I got my brother Jeff. Hello. Flaming heterosexual oral. That's me. The drag expert, Jared. Oh, fine. Our artist in residence, <laughs> Pat. What's up? Talking bearskin rug. Extremely good producer. Our special guest from the Outloud Orlando Homo Happy Hour, hosted by our friend DJ Justice. It's Chris the Markers. Hey, That's not even right, is it? It's just markers. Markers, well, markers the insert. The, the, the story grows the in its telling. So now you're the markers. The markers. Plural. Let's okay. see if you can earn that later. That story grows, um, but Pat's <laughs> prowess as a producer declines. Oh. No, seriously, I'm sorry. First try. So, Excellent. Second try. <laughs> extremely good. We had, a, we had a bit of a misfire at the beginning there, so uh, you didn't hear that. But no, we are here to talk about all kinds of geeky gay things. If, before we get to it, we spoil anything, you should be warned... There will be occasional spoilage. Be warned and skip ahead if you want to miss that. Specifically for Guardians and ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, there will be a knockdown. Drag out Shit. argument. All right, here it goes. A so battle for the century. Let's dip into that little deep pond, shall we? So Guardians of the Galaxy came out this past weekend. How'd it do? Oh, it did great. I About, can give you exact numbers. Well, want, all right. I want the receipts. Show me the receipts. I've got mine in, in my other short pocket. Because <laughs> we went and saw it. And your email. We yes. It that was number one with a bullet, $94 million domestic. Nice. Wow. And the remainder, do some math, 160 worldwide. There you go. There so you go. everybody else in the world made up the difference for that. Yeah, really. So... Um, I have a feeling there will be a slight disagreement about this movie. Slight is an understatement. Uh, I may find myself in the minority in this, which is unusual for a 
white male such as myself. But <laughs> That's cool. I got you back. Okay, good. So let's start with this. The it begin was, the beginning. It was based on there the were dance moves. Epic run by DNA or Dan. Oh no, is it Abnett and Andy Lanning? Andy Lanning, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Noel DNA. But there's Noel Lanning. No, um, Dan. Okay. Just sorry, I had to think about that. Andy Lennox so, was involved in this. Andy yes, oh, yes. Okay. on broken glass. <laughs> Now, nice. this movie marked the departure of Marvel's cinematic universe into a cosmic or space sort of alien adventure era. This had no pre-existing characters from any of the phase one and a half that they've done. All new characters. No Avengers whatsoever. No unless, God. unless you count the cameo of Thanos at the end of the Avengers movie. Which, eh. um, So this was kind of a risk for Marvel to take. They hired James Gunn. A director whose movie uh, experience is not the most like well known. Certainly, it's not bad. He's not a bad director. He's not he a consistent did, director. No, he's not consistent. Slither and Super, Super being maybe the closer mm. of the two. Yeah, uh, Slither being by far the more entertaining of the two movies. And uh, see, I love Super. So you and I, mm, no, no, have no, to no, take my I'm, earrings out, girl. Get my Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna get markers? <laughs> um, so. I went into it with mixed, like, I wasn't sure. Everybody I had talked to said they loved it. I thought, okay, this will be fun. At the very least, it will be just a fun Marvel adventure movie. And you know what? It was. It was a fun Marvel adventure. Lots of fun characters. Bright, shiny colors. You know, right before the movie came out, they did the hard push. And they were starting to throw up review mentions of, like, it's the new Star Wars. It's it's a, yeah. a fun action ride that is the best Marvel movie that they've come out with yet. They did a hard push. You're absolutely right about that. They talked about it. They saved, uh, I think, all but 19% of their marketing budget for the final week of before the film wow, came out. that's interesting. And that was a unique strategy because every other movie up until then has usually seeded all the way up. Sure. So let's just go around, see how we thought. Uh, like I said, I, I thought it was fun. I have problems, and we'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah, you got problems. You have problems. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, Jeff? I thought it was fun when I watched it. It took me five minutes getting out of the theater to go, I fucking hated that movie. Wow. All right, well, that's more stupid. We're going to skip head. over me <laughs> uh, sure? and just go right to Jared. Did you see it? No. Chris, did you oh, see it? I saw it. I actually really loved it. The thing okay. is, I have no like preconceived notion because Guardians was one of the few comic book properties I didn't know about. And I kind of actually avoided reading any comics or anything, so I can be surprised while watching the movie. I I thought it was awesome. That's good. I wouldn't say it was like the best Marvel movie though. Okay. I would not say that. I agree with you there. I totally agree with you. <laughs> Pat, what do you think? I liked it. I I didn't know anything about Guardians going into it. The most I knew was the what two issues with the child of Jean Grey that I read. Mm-hmm. That was about all the Guardians I read. There were certain things I didn't like. Vin Diesel being the voice of Groot most of the time worked, but when he did that giant roar it didn't look like I Am Groot was coming out of his mouth. Like, all the other animation was amazing for Groot. I thought Groot's animation was probably the best part of the movie. Like, that was, like, Dancing Groot at the end. I mean... Spoilers, but Dancing Groot was was amazing. Groot overall, very well executed. The CG was phenomenal. Vin Diesel's voice, other than that one thing. Rocket Raccoon worked. Bradley Cooper Bradley as Rocket. Cooper. I did not recognize his voice. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know it was Bradley Cooper, you wouldn't have known, because it was very different. 
Uh, I even think Chris Pratt, although I am sad he lost a little bit of that pudge he had, was still very attractive and very funny. I think he would be funny. That six pack covered in orange paint, I did not give a fuck. You're the only Mm. person. You know what? You're wrong and I'm going to tell you you're wrong. But continue. I'm sorry. About Chris Pratt's About everything. Go ahead. There was an article actually that was like the nine reasons you must see Guardians of the Galaxy. I I fucking hated it. Oh, no. You're going to get in this, too. Okay. (laughs) He's taking down the pitters one by one. So um, Lesser men have tried. So there's an article that says, like, it's the nine reasons why you must see Guardians of the Galaxy, and it always comes back to Chris Pratt being shirtless. Are those six of the reasons? Oh, no, it's all nine. It's like Glenn Cloabs. Yeah, okay, good. Um, Oral, what did you think of this movie? Guardians was, for me... The purest experience in the Marvel movie verse that Marvel owns to this date. Um, I have been a staunch supporter of Thor. I thought that Avengers pulled everything together and they did it well. But for me, having read all of Cosmic Marvel for years, having read that run of you know, Abnett and Lanning's Guardians and having loved it. This was my Avengers. And for me, because I don't ever say this, for me, this movie was greater than Avengers because it hit all of my personal wants and desires because this movie, if you look at every other property that Marvel has, should never have been made. But the fact that they have made it and done it so well is something that I can never be thankful for. More, I, It's just, it exceeded all of my expectations. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. It gave me that hardcore sci-fi feel that I, I love. It gave you the human element. It should have been entitled Guardians, We Are Damaged Goods Here. But it allows people to, you know, very quickly without setting up an entire movie, give you the the bios of these characters and why you should love them and, you know, why they're flawed and how them coming together with Peter Quill as the central, like, figurehead, the fatherhead, him having lost all of his family and being ripped away from everything he's ever known to come together and say, I'm going to be the glue that holds you guys together was great. I do not understand people's criticisms about certain characters such as Drax because if you've had if you've read Drax's origin story it's convoluted I didn't even remember he played sax Mm -hmm. that's awesome it doesn't make sense no well and and to your point there if for anybody who is curious about those CBR just put up an article I saw the link today Brett White friend of Mm -hmm. ours posted it yeah I don't know. There's a se- there's a second one. He did like three of them, I think. Okay, so maybe he did this one also. But it's um, the origins of every character in the movie. So he starts with all of the the heroes and then goes to the villains. I didn't get to the villains because I saw the first page and could have care less. But it goes into Drax. And I read the... Because it's got the pages. Because it introduced Thanos mm-hmm. also. And it it's... Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like, and there's dirt. Now there's a hand. Now we have Drax the Destroyer. Yep. Okay. For me, they distilled everything you needed to know about all of these characters and and put it together. The only the only issue I would ever have with this movie is that the Nova Corps isn't exactly the way I wanted it to be. Okay. But they gave me elements and hope for 
like a new improved Nova Core 2.0 and the big reveal that we don't need to go into with like Star-Lord and like what Glenn Close's character as Nova Prime says doesn't really make sense because everybody should know what he is or half of. It's just in the Marvel Universe. Everybody knows this. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me at all. But having said that, it was great. It was gorgeous. For me, it's better than Avengers. Okay. Now, oh, sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, the thing is that I, I like your comparison to it being the Avenger, to your Avengers, because this was a movie property they couldn't risk doing five separate movies to no. introduce all these people in sure. and then do an Avengers of the cosmos. Mm. They had to do basically everything they took years to do with the Avengers in one shot in a two-hour movie. So this is the shortest of the movies, plus the only Marvel movie that I did not fall asleep to. Uh, That's girl, true. so proud. <laughs> I know. It was a warm theater, too. You really It, it was really hot, which shows you that it was entertaining, because I stayed awake for it, and I was actually entertained. Um, Batista as as Drax, when the, the rocket ship, like, crash lands and him just rocking back and forth laughing hysterically i enjoyed that so it was much. just it was okay so here's the thing well I, you know what let's oh, before please. because i feel like you have a credible response very, jeff very you don't. You. why did you hate this movie why I'm why sorry. are you a I'm communist sorry. i'm sorry why do you kick babies who the fuck are you to tell me i don't have a credible response the first comic book i have you bought, not listened I, to this I, podcast or he's the bitch. i'm saying i'm saying who are you me? Tell me, because my first book I ever bought when I was, what? How old was I? Oh, it's probably empty. You were, yeah. I was like younger. maybe seven, six. God, is it that? Okay. The first book I ever bought was Silver Surfer number 47, with Silver Surfer and Drax the Destroyer, mm-hmm. old stupid Drax, mm-hmm. ex- escaping from the soul gem okay. that they had been oh, sent to by uh, Thanos. And they meet Adam Warlock and Gamora and Pip. And this is the universe that I I started my love of comics with. And I felt, like I said, when I watched the movie, I was entertained. And you read the Dan, the DNA stuff, too. Oh, I was a huge yeah, advocate. I, I read from beginning of Prelude to Annihilation all the way through the last thing they did the with Thanos the... Imperative? Yeah. Yep. When, mm-hmm. they, when they ended their run. Mm-hmm. And they put Star-Lord and Richard Rider Nova in the Cancerverse with Thanos. And that was they, them putting their toys back in the box. Yep. I did not like when uh, Brian Bendis decided to open that box and take the toys out. Not all the toys, just some of the toys that he wanted. I didn't like when Jeff Loeb decided to reinvent Nova with the Spider-Man origin, even though his first six issues were okay. You and I are really on point with all of this. Okay. My first Cosmic Marvel event was Infinity Gauntlet. When I got back into comic books, it was Annihilation. Yeah. So you and I, same pedigree. Okay. Right? So why the fuck are you a traitor? Blood traitor! Let's let's get there. Let's get there. Let's break it down. Uncle Tom! Okay. Um. So that's racist. Yeah. Um, but I can say it because I'm black. Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay. So like I said, back to the movie. I was entertained when I watched it. But throughout it, I noticed similarities because you call it your Avengers. I noticed a lot of aping of the Avengers in terms of plot points and script beats. And I, I started to think during this movie... Marvel is starting to show its seams in this movie because they have a lot of the same notes. And I'm not just saying that Avengers invented the wheel or anything or that any idea that they did in those movies were revolutionary. No, the A-team did that, putting together the team. Right. But, so, like, okay, the most obvious one, Groot 
skewers eight different of those soldiers and smashes, 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 and everybody cheers. Yay. It's Hulk and Loki. It's Hulk and Loki. <gasps> and other... You want to hear this. This but, might, like, ruin my... Well, I'm not going to go, but I'm saying... Bitch, stand strong. Ugh. Have a backbone. <laughs> and Continue. also, when James Gunn was hired as a director, Brian mentioned that... I don't know. Did you mention that in take one or take two? That was take one. That was take two. Uh, James Gunn is not the most reliable. magic. But go ahead. (laughs) I'll edit all that out. Peek behind the curtain. Uh, James Gunn is not the most consistent of directors. Super was good. Slither was good. They're not great. And his his humor does not always land. And that was in the first half of the movie, before it got all crazy action-y. A lot of the jokes they made... They fell flat. They were just slightly off. Like, I saw that they were jokes, and I wanted to laugh, but I didn't find them funny. And I agree. So... But I didn't laugh at everything in Avengers. Continue. no, no, no. No, no. No, go ahead. This isn't a comparison to Avengers and Guardians. This is Mm -hmm. Guardians on its own as a movie. No, but honestly, it isn't, because if Marvel's taking that big of a leap in doing this this franchise, Uh what are they going to try to do to make it appealing? You've got to have Avengers was amazing, right? And you're gonna have to incorporate that because honestly, what are they? They're like the Avengers in space. Again, this is Marvel showing its seams. But no, let me finish. I'm sorry. Were you part of Pro? Ross Pro. Listen, I'm a bitchy gay man. I'm allowed to do this. (laughs) So okay, fine. I'll give you. Marvel does have a winning formula. That being said, James Gunn is a journeyman director. Then. Which many people have said, Marvel does not hire auteurs. They Marvel don't. does not hire people with their own flair to add to a movie. Nope. They hire people that can show in up, fact, do the job, and then deal with Kevin Fahey coming in and editing that to the way they want it. Edgar Wright is proof of that. Because he yes, quit he is. Because probably, this is un- who knows, Fahey came in. And-, and they've even talked about the script writing. I mean, and this was one of the major accomplishments that Guardians has. It was the first script from for the Marvel movies that was written by a woman. And it was written, I think, like over the last seven years she's been working on this script. That's great. So there's a lot of accomplishments. I don't, aside from, obviously, I know there's a lot of fans in the room of Chris Pratt. I don't buy him as a leading man. I don't think, just because you get in shape, that you now have the charisma to support a movie. I think he's funny. I don't buy him as a leading man yet. No, I agree. And that's. I think that's why he's Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy and not... See, oh, Captain, yeah. America Captain America or Thor yeah. in his own movie. But that being said, his is the opening scene, the the impactful scene. It's the central journey. He's of the, the movie. central yeah. journey of the film. Yeah. Everybody else is introduced, connecting to him. He's still the main protagonist. As much as you want to fight that, it's an ensemble piece. Can, can we talk about how uh, expectations that play into this for me? I thought. Oh, they did too for me. I was trying Thanos, to avoid going to which that. I will still say Thanos a lot. Thanos. Thanos uh, was going to be more prominent in the movie, even though I know he was introduced fairly late in the press and all that, but that he showed up. So so one of the principles, I'm actually reading a book by Robert McKee about story, and one of the things is when you introduce things at the beginning or middle of the movie, they should come back later and play a role. Right. You should not have just stuff hanging out there. And given he will come back later, I'm sure, but that Thanos was not a part of the end of the movie or at least something later in any tangible way was an odd choice. But I understand you have to introduce him. I just felt like the introduction was sort of tepid and wasted. I love the way he looks. I love the way I love Josh Brolin as him. Oh, that's great. And I'm very much excited about the Infinity Gauntlet or whatever they're going to do. But I did feel it was an odd choice to put him out there and then pull him away and that was it. You know what I mean? 
I Furthermore, <laughs> since I have your have, have you uh, since he has me, the attention, um, I will say this: I have gone back. My original thing about Drax is I didn't like him, but the more I think about it, the more I agree with Oral. He and and Pat actually they they took a role with that was otherwise kind of a Jeff. Let's be honest, Drax is always kind of a cipher, sort of just he's a, a one note. He's, he's a, a one note guy. Yeah. But they by giving him that 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 literal humor thing or whatever, actually, that kind of worked. I'll disagree. He was he was not as much a one note guy in his miniseries. See, I never read his miniseries when they converted him okay. to the tattooed version that they show in the movie. Oh, okay. That, oh, when he good. went from big dumb Drax to that, and he was paired with this little girl on Earth that he meets when he crash lands in the, on on in Alaska, I think. Uh, and see, here's where we start to differ because I was bored to tears with that story. Right, the story was kind of inconsequential, but and what it everything led to, else, but the characterization, was but what it led to in Annihilation gave him a different flavor because it reignited the whole. I was put in this universe to kill Thanos. That is my job. That is my well, one now purpose. Now it's to kill Ronan. And no, no. Later, Thanos. Yeah, that little. Sp- oh, we got to that point I, by the end of the. I movie. know we did. We did. Now but. I will say this. So, so I've come along on that. I'm a little less uh, annoyed about that. Uh, I still don't think Zoe Zaldana was a good choice for Gamora. Not that Gamora again has a whole lot of great, you know, character depth. But I just Zoe. I don't know. I just didn't think she was very convincing. Gamora. Always Chris hit me as slutty I killer. She was good. Yeah, I don't Gamora? think she was perfect yeah. though. I don't know. I okay. can't think of anyone else that would really do it better than her. But she looked good in green. She looks good in she blue. Did. She looks good in any color. She does look good in green. But I just I don't know. She wasn't as visceral. I wanted someone mm-hmm. who was a little more. I, I just didn't feel it from her. I uh, Chris Pratt great. You know, I will say this: I love Lee Pace. We all know I'm a big fan of uh, Pushing Daisies. He's doing that shtick recently. And the fall, I know he does. And then he's got the what's the character in Lord of the, in the Hobbit? Oh, I can't remember. But he's doing the that same place shtick. But I don't buy his Ronin. I really don't. And I've heard like I fanboy listen to their review of this movie, and they loved him. And I'm like, no, I just think he was a little too wayfish, and his makeup was odd. And I know it's war paint, so it should look like paint. But it just had this weird texture about it that I the whole thing. And then I'll even say this: I love Karen Gillan. I love Amy Pond. Her this accent was, was spotty. Profound though. disagreement between my boyfriend and I here. But I love Amy Pond. She's one of my favorite companions. Was of she all doing time. a Boston accent? I don't know in this movie. Doing. Oh, there was some auto tune on that bitch. I have no Her clue what was going on. Was not my thing. I am glad she's in it. I love the fact she's got a good career. But when I think of Nebula, I don't think of her. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I agree it. with you there. Well. First time we agree about Karen Gillian. Oh. Are We're gonna watch selfie together. You both no. happen. Yes. I, I mean, so. on 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 the bigger issues, the like the bigger points. Sure. I got a list though, man. I hope you both have your tetanus shots because I'm about to read you to filth and back. First of all, I went to New Orleans for a vacation, man. I'm loaded up with. He's filth. been to filth. <laughs> I slept in filth. I ate filth for breakfast. <laughs> Jeff, you said that, you know, Marvel has a formula and you're not liking it to Avengers. But in your initial statement, you said this movie aped Avengers. If you separate the two and you agree that Marvel has the right to make a somewhat formulaic movie based on these risky characters that nobody but the nichiest of nichiest cosmic like comic book readers know, you can't blame them for that. Can I pause you one second? Can I pause one second? I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing. You had your chance. You had your chance. They probably greenlit Guardians when they introduced Thanos. There is no other way to explore Thanos unless they greenlit Guardians. Okay, I can say that. You know what? I'll work with that too. Okay. Get ready. Get your knife and fork 
God, Super bro. clean because you're about to eat crow. Are you too? Are you your own hype man? Do you have a Chew. clock around your neck? No. Should I call you Flavor Flav? <laughs> you know, shit's about to get real. Don't let this face fool you, or this voice, because I will beat your ass in the street <laughs> like you, you stole my in man sheets? in the sheets and in the streets. Two. Every Marvel movie has been formulaic. Definitely. We're not there because we see the strings. We're there because we see the potential. We want the entertainment. Every comic book is the same. And if we didn't mind that, we wouldn't read them. Because the characters that we read in the beginning of that issue and the first page is the same Green Lantern, the same Wonder Woman. You know who you're getting when you go into it. The change happens in the middle, but in the beginning of that comic book issue and in the end, they have to be that same character. And that's what we're getting. We're getting these characters that we know and love. We're getting these archetypes and they go through change. And the change may not be everything we want. Nebula was a little tinny. Maybe it was like the dubbing, but hey, I get where they're going. Mm -hmm. This, This is a person who has replaced her sense of life with like these cybernetics, with these bionics, right. and she comes off as really mechanical. Ronan the Accuser isn't a good character. He's really dull. <laughs> I like Lee Pace did the best he could do. The only time that Ronan is actually interesting is when he's put against other people, mm-hmm. like Crystal, his wife. Oh yeah, that like was the great. Supremer, that was who fantastic. Who is cold and calculated? I love that part of the Annihilation stories. See, and that's what I'm getting at is that you're you're looking at all of these characters and saying well this could have been done better this could have been they have to introduce all of these characters they have to give them pathos and ethos they have to get you a story from A to B and the thing is we know what that story is we know that this is all moving towards the infinity gauntlet or some iteration of so I don't understand why they give you all of these things where the movie clicks along so well and yes it has issues yes there are jokes that you don't laugh at but overall, this movie has heart. Overall, this movie did what it accomplished to do. It gave j- comic book readers, it gave cosmic fans, it gave lay people something to read. I have a customer, I had a customer come in who said that their wife loved this movie. She doesn't read shit. She hates that he reads comic books. The simple fact that they have already had kids and they are already at college is a reason why he can still buy books. And you tell me that you hate that movie? No, you tell me that no, you have issues? Yes. Nobody. Every. Ah, 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 ah. Did you see what that looks like? <laughs> well, this one. Not me. Yes. You tell me that you don't like this movie because it's formulaic. I could tell you exactly, beat for beat, that I wasn't surprised at all in Cap, in Avengers, in Iron Man 1 and 3. Two threw me for a loop because that was just garbage. But, like... <laughs> You can't say that I don't like that I saw all of the the workings and mechanics. We read comic books. I don't. We need re- not anymore. I stopped reading for a oh, reason. Oh well, you know what? <laughs> then therefore, you have no leg to stand on. Oh, that doesn't mean all the memories I have of my Your comics go away. Are moot. Right. Everyone who hated Guardians is absolutely positively wrong. There you go. Issues. There you go. And I will stand on I'm that. Just, it's curious that our genetics have caused us to not like this movie. My my, <laughs> really, that's odd. Yeah. Um, the only thing I can compare it to 
for you mm-hmm. and, and trying to understand what you're saying about it was what X-Men was for me. The new I, one? The, no, no, no. Or X-Men, the, the first, the first one. one. Okay. When I saw that, what, 2000? Yeah, around Okay. Then. I hadn't read comics in forever, but that was my whole thing. Just like that was his for, first foray into comics, X-Men was it for me. When I watched that movie, I walked out of it going, how the fuck did you do that to Rogue? How did you do that? And all of these origins had to be changed and streamlined for the movies. Right. That's the same thing with Guardians Absolutely. in this respect. Because you, but it's the same thing. It's an ensemble piece. All these characters, all these villains have to be introduced. And you're not going to be able to tell the real origin yeah. or the original comic book origin of these characters. You're going to have to change these things and you're going to have to make it something that's going to be... In that case, in that case it wasn't formulaic because it was their first venture into these movies. Movie number 10, when you're taking a risk like that, you're going to have to find those beats and you're going to have to go with them. You're going to have your people who are going to be upset by it and then you're going to have the people that are going to love it. And you've got people like me and I fall into that late category I went into this movie not knowing anything about it, not knowing anything about the characters, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. If you put it, if you took Marvel off of it, you just showed it to people. It's a fun adventure movie, and I'm thrilled. I'm really thrilled that that's what it accomplished. We don't need your lip service. Day, no, this isn't lip service. This is how I feel. It brings new people to these characters, and these characters are important to me and to Jeff and to all of us, and maybe not Jared. And uh, <laughs> and really. That is the best thing. Now, what I will say, and this is, we'll just, we'll wrap this up because we want to move on to Sailor Moon before you got to leave. And yes. I still love you. I still love you too. I it is, I'm so disappointed in your is, life choices. Listen, though, it will be a problem. <laughs> oh, it will, our mothers told us that for years. It will yeah, be a problem, both of us. If it will be a problem, am I wrong? No. It will be a problem down the road if we have another such thing. I don't know what they do, the defenders. I don't know. Where they do stick to these same beats. And it doesn't transcend that it, because there is a formula at play, and the best writers elevate the material to transcend the, the formula. You don't realize it, and we are subject matter experts of sorts. We do have experience that guides our our analysis, but but it should still feel transcendent. And for some of us, it didn't, and some of us, it did. So whenever you start a new franchise like that, especially when you have multiple characters to put in there, and if you're going to take a risk like that. You're not gonna, you're not gonna go away from the beats that work. Risk averse is what Marvel is. Well, and that, because they want to do well, and I totally and you know when that didn't that. work, Agents of Shield, at the first half of the at season, the beginning, at first the half of the season, right, it did let's, not work. Let's move on because but I, we then it get got through. better. Oh, We're fine we did with get it. Better. All right, so let's move to television, and then well, actually, well, you want to talk about the Wish I Was Here? For those of you who don't know, Zach Braff's new movie, co-written, directed, and, brother, and starring him and his. Um, I think there was a third writer. Okay. It was at least him and his brother, um, but written, produced, starring, um, along with Kate Hudson. Uh, Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. Uh, Donald Faison. Brother, with, what is their, whatever his name is. Yeah, I don't remember. The girl and the boy, We I think we've seen them before, but anyway. They, they weren't big names, but you had Kate Hudson, you had Mandy Patinkin. Oh, and Jim Parsons from uh, Big Bang. Jim Parsons was in it. Um, Donald Faison. Uh, and a couple of other a Scrubs, bunch of Scrubs cameos. Alumni. If you've watched Scrubs, you'll know people. But four, three or four people. It wasn't that many, but it's a independent film. I cried like a baby. Yes, he did. It was. It was like a double date with this other random couple in there because there were only four of us in the in the theater. Sorry, <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But it was. I heard him. No, I, I was a lot of. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I really went into it cold because I know Pat wanted to see it. 
he thought it was a comedy from watching like a couple seconds of the the commercial for it, and it's so not. Oh, have you have that. you ever seen Garden State? A long time ago. Yeah, I should have known. But I will say this: a they quoted one of my favorite poets. They quoted T. S. Eliot, and then I was like, okay, you're good there. I, I'm I'm with you now. You're quoted uh, J. Alfred Prufrock, and that's one of my favorite poems. So great. But literally, and, and Manny Patinkin, I love Manny Patinkin to death. So that he was in it, great. It, it was absolutely beautiful. If anything, I compare it to, it would be like Little Miss Sunshine. We talked yep. about uh, between the two of us. We said that's kind of like the the thing they're going for because it's funny. There's a lot of funny moments. It's a lot of dark humor, mm-hmm. and it's and it's humor to break up the dark spots because it's about coming of age, but. As parents and right. as dealing yeah. with your father's death and all of this failure that you realize when you're in your mid thirties to early or to early forties, I guess. Like, I don't think I've accomplished what I thought I would ever accomplish as a child, and delved delved into fantasy, like all this, you know, stuff. I mean, it was like they were telling. Not it my opens life, up with a, fl- but, with a flying robot, and I was like, "Ooh, look! I surprised you. It's a sci-fi movie." <laughs> but I mean, um, it touched me in, in a way I never expected. So I was, I really recommend it if you're a parent. Or if you're just in that age group where you kind of realize that your life's not the way you thought it would be, yeah, go I don't, see it. Y- younger audiences, I don't think really would get as much it out of it. Um, but thirty to forty, I think, is probably like the target yeah. because it's it is that age and it's Zach Braff's it, age group. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah and it, totally. it it really you can tell that it was definitely yeah, written youngins. from a place. Markers, <laughs> I'll check back in two and a half years. You check back in four. Sure. Get it on <laughs> Ultra HD Blu-ray, whatever the yeah, hell the version point. is when it comes right. out. But right. but it, if you if you're listening to this and it's still out in theaters, go check it out because it is an indie film and those don't stay around in major theaters for long. And um, yeah, it's right. definitely worth it. Before Pat leaves, we have to talk about a very important show: Sailor Moon Crystal. Sailor Moon Crystal. This is the the American or not the American the the re the redone yes. Sailor Moon, yes. kind of yep. like Dragon Ball Z Kai, which I haven't watched, but yeah, it's based sure. off of the manga. Dragon Ball Z Kai Kai. There's no, drag queens in there? That's a whole hey. thing. That's, there's a lot of transformation. Wait, Wait patent, big hair. Patent pending? Patent yeah. pending? Can we do this? Can Copyright that now. Kai Kai. Kai. So if you're not familiar with drag... Um, not drag. Every <laughs> battle is a runway. Uh, drag on the... <laughs> they tri- focus, focus, focus. This is Super Saiyan Bianca Del Rio. Uh, Sailor Moon is a total drag queen. When she gets that little Sailor Moon makeup or whatever the hell she yeah. says, that is totally putting on face and going out into the world with a, her. Come no, on. when she's got her transformation pen. You don't get to talk during this segment. <laughs> Bitch. Girl. Bitch. <laughs> He's watched episodes one and three. I watched two. You did not watch two. I watched it when you no, were away. Did you watch it without me? No, I watched it with you. Anyway, so I've seen you all of them. watch two. I watched it while he was away. No. So. Pat is a old school Sailor Moon fan from back Same in the day. Here. Yes, Jared yes. as well. Some of it, the English, the English dub. Well, okay. All that they would show on network television back in like ninety. And I dug for the rest. <laughs> I've watched it all. I remember I was twenty three when I could finally say mm-hmm. I had watched every movie. Yes. Yeah, I saw. I had watched I saw every R season. R and S and like Sailor Stars. Who Sailor Stars? If you want to talk about. Like drag, Sailor Stars is drag. Okay, okay, that's good. I, I agree. Or you told me about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let let's discuss. Wait, first of all, have anybody read the manga? Because I have not read the manga at all. Oh, he's getting out his scroll. Oh shit, oh. girl! There I had is. a poster, and I have. Ooh, you got Sailor Stars. So mm-hmm. if okay, so none of us have read the out. manga, right? Nope. 
supposedly this is an adaptation of the manga that is more true to form in the pacing and the certain ways they did different things. Sure, shit, better pacing because oh, we're yeah. three episodes in and have the three three girls so far. We got Usagi, Amy, and Ray. Where the the original we were like fifteen episodes in before we finally got fucking Ray in there. Mm. So it's like Naruto. Gotta love that filler where they don't do the filler. So it's unlike Naruto or Dragon Ball. But um, well, that was what Kai was. It took out all the filler stuff. Okay. So I mean, do we do we like? Is it good? Do love you Sailor it. Moon fans love it? Love it. Yeah. It's okay. so it's good. gorgeous. It's nice to see your childhood like like it's echoing back because a a lot of the like this is the first season pretty much. And so I haven't watched that in over a decade. Mm-hmm. And to see all of that in like new animation with a fresh take on it, it's great. Like I, I love it. It still hits a lot of the same beats. Um, so it gives you that familiar sort of feel. But you don't mind because you, you still want to see this. Did you watch mm-hmm. when Hulu, because Hulu's they're doing the whole run. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you watch when they started airing the original? Yes, Just to kind of refresh. I've been watching it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Melody, she was a giant Sailor Moon fan. Everything Sailor Moon, she watched the whole series, all the movies when she was younger. And then I said, hey, you know Hulu's going to get the rights to the to Sailor Moon, the full series. You should watch it. You know, you, you want a new anime to watch. Or, you know, go back. Enjoy. Nostalgia. She tried watching the first couple episodes. She's like, yeah, it's it kind of boring. But she hasn't tried Crystal yet, so I'm hoping maybe Crystal's the hook. Well, and it depends on whether or not did she watch the original. Oh, she watched the, it back when it came out. But... Over here, because yes. the not the dub, or not the not the subtitled Japanese release. She watched the what was safe for the American television. Yeah, safe. which is yeah, edited which for content. After yeah, exactly. after we watched the first episode of Crystal, mm. I went back and I watched. I think the subtitled one, and then I went out to YouTube and found the the English dub that was ported over here. Right, and it is a shit ton different. The only thing there's two things that I miss about the dub, and it's the theme song. Because mm-hmm. like we, we had brunch with uh, Kenya Knott from the sisters, and he had the same point. And two, I miss the condescending Luna. The <laughs> condescending old woman Luna. Wow. Serena! Seriously. This just doesn't seem the same. And I, I watched the trailer for the, the new English dub. That's going to be the exact episode, just English dub. And it's like a Luna's an even younger girl, and it just sounds ridiculous to me. But I, my, my biggest complaint are how they're drawn the super long skinny legs like the whole usagi feeling fat thing just makes me want to punch her it's the whole shoujo uh style Mm. i get it but then you something is missing in but if you look at the original way it was drawn like it's that i like how pretty it is i do i just don't like that and i don't like the fact that a tiara is like a you know pencil line basically i'm like how the fuck is that going to destroy a monster it's a boomerang can I say this? I never watched the original series, but I Surprise. did watch Utena, and I did watch Cardcaptor Sakura. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and basically, what's funny to me is those were both derived from Sailor Moon and that whole shoujo genre, but watching like one of the original ones, I see those echoes very clearly. In fact, I watched the first episode of Cardcaptor Sakura right after we watched the first episode of Sailor Moon, and I'm like, oh my god, the first half is identical. That's, that's whole Mm-hmm. It is it's all well, yeah, of course. But I mean, it was funny to me <laughs> to really see those shoujo's. And I recently watched uh, the first episode of uh, Magica Matoka, 
Uh, Madoka Magica? Yes, thank you. Jared, Sorry. shall we just turn our noses up at him? Oh, bitch, whatever. Girl, I studied Japanese for a year and a half. It's been a while. I'm rusty. Listen, what I'm saying is the shoujo genre has some tropes. and has Talk about formula. Well, the yeah. formula is really pronounced. And in, in just, just what I'm saying, going back to the root, I appreciated that more seeing the original or the, the remake of the original. I remember manga. Card Captors. No, no, not card captors. That's bullshit. That's like what you guys watch with that dub version. No, I'm just I'm using the shorthand because I don't need to say it all. I remember it was. It's a good show, like I Pepperidge still love Farm. It. I, I still actually, and you want good girl on girl or sexually hey, ambiguous? Yeah, Tana and Card Captor Sakura are. Although you you did tell me that you know the Sailor Moon gets a little like that later. Oh, well, it's uh, already so gotten like day, that. I still, that's so, that's my creepiest thing about it is I'm, that they're eighth grade girls and you they're haven't discovering seen. discovering themselves. <laughs> Usagi's fucking trying to discover anything moving right now. Oh, yeah, no, that happens. Because first we go with Amy and she's like, she's so pretty. She could be a princess. To then episode three where she's like I ready know. to lick fucking Ray's vagina. Like, I need to go back. <laughs> I need to go back to the shrine and see if she's there. <laughs> Where are you going? Amy, no, I'm off of you. Fuck you. Uh, and then she's ready to like, and then, but then she's on her way back to the shrine. She's like, oh my God, Ray is so pretty. Oh, hi. You're not wearing your Dracula outfit today. Let me put my cat up over my head so you can't see me. I love that your, your Japanese, whatever, sounds like Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> Actually, that is hilarious. It sounds like jizz. Uh, or a no, little bit like, no, jizz is like, like this. <laughs> This is that's I'll kill you. No, not jizz, but like Jim? it sounds. No, it sounds like jizz's like extended cast of Carol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kimber, Kimber, yeah. motherfucker, motherfucker, right. motherfucker. Oh, so yeah, we we've been watching. So I don't. I'm 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 a little creeped out by the the eighth grade bisexual nature of of Usagi. It's Japanese, they're all weird. I I don't remember what his I only know him as Darian and I'll forever call him Darian. Tuxedo Mask is walking around in his fucking Dracula tuxedo during the day. Like you do. Cause you know Chicks dig it. That'd be like Superman walking around with his fucking glasses on going, I'm Clark Kent. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Superman who? He she fucking bumps into him and it's goddamn Dracula with the goddamn little the little thing with the the medallion that you got you get in every Dracula costume you buy from Party City. That's true. When you were right next to Sharon Needles, but you know, <laughs> all right, Sailor Moon out. All right, so he's watching Penny Dreadful, or who watched it? I, I watched did, all I of did. it. I did too. I didn't finish it, what? but do you think? Let me just ask you this: You can spoil it. I don't care. It's been a while. I've been on a boat. Listen, you've been on a did boat. Did you enjoy the ending? Do you think it has legs for another season? Of course, I do. Yes. Okay. I enjoyed the ending, but I thought it wasn't a good ending. But it was a great transfer into season two. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. and that's what it was. Yeah. It's like the the climax actually was. The second to the last episode during the exorcism. Oh man, that was a great episode. It was the exorcised Spider Woman. They, yeah, what yeah. bitch? You know, I can't think. Of I mean, do you want to get spoiled? Uh, I'm, I don't care. Did they kill off Rose? That's really what I care about. Do you want to get spoiled? Did she become no. the Bride of Frankenstein? Do you want to get spoiled? Just say yes. 
then it was so. let's not say anything. Okay, yeah, because uh, we can't answer it, any of these it questions. It was great. Did you watch Penny no, Dreadful Markers? I saw the pilot and I totally fell asleep. I you, thought it was really boring. You know, no, you know oh. what? I don't blame you. The first episode is a little boring. I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. It gets better. Second yeah. episode. The end of the second episode is what grabbed me. Wait, wait is that when the boys kiss? That no, that's when the end of the no. third episode. What will grab you? The boys kiss. That's when the second mm-hmm. Frankenstein, or the first Frankenstein oh, monster yes. comes back, and I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? You got me. Yeah. So we're all very big Penny. It's Penny Dreadful. That reignited. It's, it's gritty. It's Jared, wonderful. you'd like Penny Dreadful. It's like a Hammer film it's with boys kissing. It's delightful. I love the cast. I love Josh Hartner. I love Evergreen. Uh, uh, okay. See the boys this, kissing. This uh, flaming heterosexual moment, this reignited every crush I had on Josh Hartner this oh, whole season. Man. By the end where of it. Where has he been? Oh, my God. Dude, where has he been? <laughs> no, for real. Where has he been? I don't know, but I'm glad he's back. <laughs> I got so, a bunch of his straight-to-DVD movies on my wall, so I know where he's been working. What? It's not been good stuff. What's he been? What? He did uh, this movie with Bruce Willis called Lucky Number Slevin. Which oh, I, he was, I that. thought that was okay. That was that good. Was, uh, the, um, but the then he did China Girl. Bunraiku, uh, which was a really bad 300, but... Hey, that had got in a shut up. Oh, got. I forgot about him. It's been a while. Yeah. All right, let me ask you guys this. <laughs> do you know that Gravity Falls is back, and do you care? I don't. What the hell is Gravity Falls? I don't know what that oh, is. Jesus. I watched one episode. We, oh, God, can we not go... I will not Gravity spend Falls very long on this, but I will tell you this. If you like Adventure Time, if you like a regular show, both very popular. Uh, this uh, is on Disney Channel, Disney whatever XD, Disney whatever, and it is a episodic but with an overall storyline. Wait, is that, that that thing he dressed up as for Halloween? I did dress up as Grunkle yes, Stan last yes. year okay. for those of you who are fans, and I did a great job. I had many compliments. And now, listeners, if you want a funnier version of this show that I have never seen and have no <laughs> desire to see, therefore have an honest, expert opinion on. Yeah, Rick and Morty. Is like Adventure Time for adults, really, and it is dark <laughs> and it is Rick hilarious. And well, if you have children and you listen to this show, I don't know why, but if you do, some of you do. Gravity Falls is safe for kids, and it reminds me of X Files, and it's very fun. So X Files, it, it does. It has a brody. You'd like it. Brody, you have to put this in your anus. Morty, Mar- 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 I just, I just, I need this. I need it. Morty, Morty is very important. I don't know. Your, your, your anus is still taut and malleable. <laughs> This is literally the show. This is, this is it is this is Adult Swim. I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. I need it's, to watch it's this. It's irksome, and at some time, at some episodes, you're just like, "This is just really fucked up." Yeah. But it's still really funny. If you want to see Adventure Time and like that Gravity whatever show, but like for adults where mm-hmm. they don't skirt around not, and make innuendos, it's just straight just, up. Not just adults though. It's fans of Back to the Future in an alternate reality. Yes. Oh, that's the show? Doc Brown and Marty yes. are, are, are... I did hear these, this. These, these adventures. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gotta, I gotta watch that. But anyway, so Gravity Falls is back. It, it's been a year, so that's why I say this for those of you who don't know. Doctor Who is coming back. I will spend, because Eric's not here, I will spend a few moments saying how excited I am about all the things I'm seeing. Yeah, but we haven't really seen anything. I know, but we do this anyway. We've and seen I a lot of wanna, interviews. I want to put it I out there. I haven't watched any of them. I want to come in tabula rasa. Well, that's fine. Now, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I am. They put up a poster today, in fact, while we're recording it. Of I guess it's the episode of like the season finale episode, which they fucking shot the whole season already. It's crazy how ahead of the game they are. Normally, they're not like most TV shows aren't. But like, it looks awesome. I'm so excited seeing the little. You saw the little trailer though. You saw the one where you, he says, "You know, where are you going into mm. darkness?" All like, like I love this doctor. I'm so thrilled. Real quick, I was on a plane to Indiana. Don't ask why. There was a little girl on there. She saw my little uh, 
Gallifreyan ring that Pat got me. And she's like, oh, my God, I love Doctor Who. Da, 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 da. I said, OK, well, it's really important. I'm glad you do. Are you excited about the new doctor? Because a lot of people younger, they're not. They see the older doctor and they don't they don't like it. It's not a thing. She is very excited. She's like 16. And she was just like, I'm so great. I'm glad. I'm so happy. My father and I watched Doctor Who together. I'm like, oh, hmm. that's that's right there. It touched me. That's She's that's not special. a little girl if she's 16. Well, okay, well, she's a little girl to me. I'm 37. She's not a girl, I'm not yet a woman. Everybody's a little girl to me, okay? You're a little girl Man. to me. Now you see why I did Grunkle stand so well. Man, he's crotchety. I am. I'm getting such the old man. All right, anyway. So, uh, Doctor Who's coming. When it comes out, we will talk about it. Of in course. more depth. I don't care what Eric says. He can just sit there and listen. Now, I did not watch Vikings. Is there a new season? Uh, I just blew through season two. Sorry, what? I didn't no. watch it at all. No? Was it good? Oh, did, I heard good things. things. I've heard really good things. Okay, how far did you get? I, I didn't watch I any. I haven't seen any okay. of it. Okay, Jack, oh. you're the only one. What the heck? So you guys you are like you it? guys are shaking your heads, no, 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 no. and you haven't I, well, even I have seen it. I haven't seen this show, but I, you know, I'm, I'm constantly mm-hmm. assured that I should watch it, mainly because of the fact I have a a Calvin Klein ad from the early 2000s of Travis Fimmel. Who okay, plays the, He's got the, he plays the, Ragnar Lothbrok. Yes. yes, it's the first episode. It's like History Channel, right? It's History Channel, but it's their first non. Uh, their first well, scripted show. Their first scripted show. I was going to say, because they do that alien show. Right. Let's face it, that is fiction. It's, it's uh, their first scripted television. it's fiction for television. Yeah, because yes. even the, the main guy, Ragnar Lothbrok, there's not a lot of concrete knowledge about who he was, what he actually did. His is son's... Even a real name? Like, yeah. From, okay. He was a, he was a, it was a real Viking who, who did certain great deeds and was generally thought of as the first of the Scandinavian Vikings that discovered long-distance sailing and kind okay. of allowed for them to start pillaging other countries so, in the British Isles. Pretty good production value? Great production value. Gabriel Burns in the whole first, or most what? of the first season. Gabriel um, Burns, was that it? Uh, yeah. He's the biggest okay. name for the first season. Uh, they have Donald Logue, who's going to be on Gotham when the show oh. starts. He was in the second season. They have decent... Is on Netflix? Uh, Hulu? Amazon Instant... Streaming but, but free if you have Prime. If you have Prime, the season one is free. Mm, so be. that's why I just I acquired season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's a great show. It's bloody. It's violent. It reminds me of Deadwood in that they spend a lot of time in the villages and kind of going through all the backstabbing political intrigue. But it, you know, unlike Deadwood, who revolutionized the Western by yeah. making it dirty. Yep. This place, this is just dirty from the get go. Well, but it's on History Channel, so it can't be too dirty. They wow. did a Blood Eagle in season two. What's that? That is where they take a slit the back, slit, slit your back in two different spots. Take an axe, crack your ribs, break them open, and then pull your lungs out through your back. Wow! And lay them. And they do the whole. That's like the last fifteen minutes of an episode is the slow motion doing of cool. this. So history can get away with some stuff because they're cable. Oh, that's true, and it's in safe harbor. So yeah, yeah but is it's a great show. I think anybody. To say that you need to watch the first couple episodes is probably fair because the first one, the first one or two, is a lot of them hyping up. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna pillage, we're gonna pillage, and when they finally do, the first place they stumble upon is a monastery on the coast of Northumbridge, the Kingdom of Northumbridge in England, yeah. and they just fucking wreck the place. They show no pity towards these monks. They kill them. They're nonviolent. They they capture one of them, and he's like probably the one character I follow the most because he actually gets taken back to their homeland mm-hmm. and starts to learn about their gods. Oh. And so he has this balance between like being a Christian and also being a... Wanting to stay alive. 
he he becomes friends. Like he becomes a part of the group. It's a great Stockholm show. syndrome. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. But yeah, um, I recommend well, it. I I need to check it out because I heard good things. Um, any other television exciting us these days? Uh, RuPaul, of course, is off the air right now. We do have some possible discussion about that off episode, but we'll we'll have more later, I'm sure. Nothing right now. I totally did like a 48 hour straight marathon of Orphan Black, which was amazing. I need to watch it. That's I have, oh, yeah, almost it's a, also on so Amazon. Yep. Instant streaming. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime the first season. Okay. I torrent the second season. Um, you acquired it. Yes. You acquired yes, it. Because there's nowhere for streaming access. Of course. Yeah. But it's one of the best shows I've seen in years. I've not been hooked into a show that easily in forever. That's great. I, I literally so just, I, I, I'm surprised to hear that, but I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've didn't been just watch- finish. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to tell my brother really because. Uh, you probably don't. Justified? Anybody else? Oh, you finally no. caught up? No, no. I watched season four. I'm almost... Well, five is... I got to figure out a way to get five. But four was on Prime as well, and oh my God, just love that show so much. Yeah. Oh, so I, I have something else to add besides my initial thought. Um, Watching Defiance. Defiance oh, is good. I haven't been keeping up. But is it, it's good? It's better it's, than last season or about the same? It's about the same, okay. but you know, we're you're watching it because it's like, oh, it's a sci-fi, yeah. like post-apocalyptic, Midland. but everything's okay, Midland. kinda sort of like show. Um, Continuum ended. I love Continuum. It ended, not ended, ended. Like oh, the season, season ended because okay. I've heard good things about that. A lot of British people on. That yes, show. if you like like '90s episodic sci-fi shows where you like you have one person from the future, past, blah 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 blah, time tracks, you'll love this. And two, I have gotten hooked on Scandal. And oh, I Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I can't <laughs> stop watching. I am almost done with season two. My girl and I watch it. We drink a lot of wine. Like you do. Like you do. Because you can't watch Scandal without wine. It's un-American. It's funny. It it's, it's, it's better when you watch it a little tipsy because it slows <clears throat> down the dialogue enough to be tolerable. It's like, <laughs> what the I've, fuck did they just say? I've never seen Scandal, but I've heard about it. And every time like I have people go on and on and on, and my eyes just glaze over within 30 seconds. No, it's Please not. don't let this happen again. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just, it's fun. It's a soap opera. It's a political it, soap opera. It is everything I've heard about The Good Wife. I imagine this is The Good Wife's slutty, younger, faster sister. And you know what? I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I watched season one. I missed season two because I wasn't into it by the end of season one. And then I hopped back for season three and then because Melody and I watched all season three together. Mm-hmm. But I can say at the end of season three, I thought, you know, I've, I've had my fill. I've had my film. I am. Um, because so much craziness happens in season three. It's exhausting. I, it's a Foley, isn't it? And like he is super creepy, Ooh. but super not. Uh, what was he in? Was he in Felicity? He was in Felicity. Oh. And Scott Foley? Mm-hmm. Nothing? He, he's super no. creepy. And they totally. Olivia Pope is a badass bitch. And she drinks a lot of wine. Wait well, till you meet her parents. Uh, we all. just met. Well, I'm not supposed to know this because, you know, I skipped ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, no, I listen to uh, Pop Confidential and they talk about it all the time. So I know that's her father. But we just met this masked black man and it's her father. I know that. Yeah. But, ooh, I'm so excited. That was the other thing. It was like every time they introduce a black character, like, do they have to be related? Is this the Storm and Black Panther paradox of the Marvel Universe? It's the Storm, Black Panther, Misty Knight paradox. Oh, yeah. Misty Knight. I love it. 
So, um, real quick, I did want to mention this in the Guardians thing, and I forgot. Uh-oh. If you like Guardians, and let me tell you, it did it really well. Farscape, to me, in many, many, many ways. Oh, God, here we go again. totally the proto-Guardians. And I watched the first episode again the other night. I was trying to get Pat to watch it, and he fell asleep. Do you want to know what the proto-Guardians is? Do you want to know what the proto-Avengers is? Yes, please. Do you want to know what the proto-whatever team-up you have? Oh, God, we're going to go Mythic here? Yes. Oh, is it old-school Avengers with Amabile and the Hackett? Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah. Fuck, it's even before that. It's uh, the fucking, uh, what's the, the Gilgamesh. It's the epic. Yes. Gilgamesh. But the point is, Farscape's fun. It's on Netflix. Actually. It's on yeah, everywhere. It's on Netflix. It's on like some weird cable channel. I keep seeing Pivot. I think, I think Farscape was on Hulu at one point. And, and Gigi Edley, Edgley, the Chiana, she'll be at Dragon Con in a couple hmm. weeks, which I think we're going to now. Of course you're going. Yeah. Ever since Gene Wolfe said yes. he was going to be there. Oh my Anyway, so um, hopefully I will see her too. Uh, let's move on because we've beaten the television horse to death. We never talked about Hannibal, by the way, which we should talk. We haven't talked about Fargo either. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do another thing. Fargo's got a season two coming, you and I called Hannibal the plot point. What? You can do a Microsoft well, no, no, where we you just talk about, about those two shows that gonna, nobody else watched. We'll do something. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I'll watch Fargo. On. Fargo is great. Some, some gay news. Go watch it. This is a gay, geeky podcast. We do geeky in spades. But we don't do the gay as readily as sometimes. Have you heard my voice? Well, other than that. <laughs> okay, so what, what what topic are we jumping on? There's lots and lots of things that were going on. There are. Something I close, wanna, something close to home? I want to pick two. Uganda, that's good. Actually, let's do Uganda. They just rescinded uh, with the courts, uh, revoked the we'll stone you to death if you're gay law. That's great. Because that's, that's every nice. superpower country that's been giving them aid told them you're not going to receive a goddamn dime. But you think that the, the Congress people, I don't know. I don't know what they're, I, I don't want to speak uninformed about their, their, their power structure, but anyway, it's good. I'm so happy. No, no, it's great. It is but good. So money talks. Secret now. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, but but closer to home, I will say, Florida now has three court cases that have either said gay marriage in the state, in like you know you can get married in the state is legit, or today the, we're recording on this uh, Monday the fourth. Monday the fourth. Um, marriage is from outside the state. So anybody who lives in Florida but goes to like New York, California, whatever, gets married. That has to be recognized, too. So we are not quite to the point of saying the whole state is good and we can get married and we can get divorced and all that good stuff. But we're close. We're really stepping close. Stones. Yeah, stepping stones. God, I've been ever been. before. Clo- way closer than we've ever been before. Now, I do want to address another thing, and this is because it is somewhat close to home in a sense. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors about a very famous Orlando establishment named, known as the Parliament House. Oh, I saw this report. I was texted about this twice the day it broke. Mm. If you've never heard of Parliament House, come to Orlando and come out and see it for yourself. It is a gay resort and series of clubs and bars, like all in a nice complex together. Um, They filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings, which means they are restructuring their debt. They are not closed. They are not closing. And there's been a lot of misinformation, including Towel Road. Of all places, I'm like, really, guys? You're not doing a good job of even reading the article you're linking to. But whatever. They're not closing. Is that the and Orlando Sentinel Sentinel article? did okay. Watermark did better. Watermark's a local gay publisher. Of course it did. Um, but point is, they're not going anywhere. They've been around for 39 years as a gay club slash 
hotel. They're not going anywhere. Whether or not there's going to be a change in this or that, whether or not you're going to see change, I mean, that's always going to be true, but it's not closed. It's not closing. Don't let the misinformation spread. And, you know, like, I, it, it's funny because, like, with Pat and Barry Oki, you know, disclaimer, blah, 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 yep, yep, yep. bag deal and blah, 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 pork barrel spending. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Like, I go to P House at least once a week, mm-hmm. but I'm not there to go into, like, the disco part, because they call it the disco, but it's, it's just the dance floor. Like, uh, I'm I'm there in the Bear Dun, like, hanging out with everybody, drinking and singing songs. Having a gay old time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's a really cool place, and, you know, regardless of where else you go, and other gay venues in Orlando have like appeal and and they all serve yeah. their purpose and I've been to all of them and I drink at all of them and they're a lot of fun but P House is the one place where we all kind of like set all of that aside on paper and and go and dance together and and it's an institution yeah. and and it's it's fine it's not going anywhere it's never going to go anywhere it's fine yeah I just I've been reading a lot of like people just posting random shit and it's like no there's chapter no. 11's like cutting up your credit card Delta went through chapter 11 three years ago and emerged like I just flew Delta to Indiana when I was up there why because that was all I had it was cheaper flights it, the problem is Atlanta but that's beside the point Delta as the airline itself was amazing they had like the highest like nicest like tech experience I've had ever I think they like have a partnership with Virgin and maybe that helped I don't know but anyway point is Parliament's still good. Come to Orlando. On the straight side, Roxy, yes. that shit's closed. Roxy closed, and there's a bunch of other places downtown that are going under new management. Mm-hmm. Um, Roxy, which is not technically downtown, but kind of still a club, kind of in the past tense. Because I, you know what? I will say this. My record of never stepping foot in that establishment will remain impeccable because not once did I ever want to go to Roxy. Yeah. But um, Ibar and I Spy... No, no, I'm sorry, not Ibar. Barbecue, Barbecue Bar. Barbecue Bar, um, The Social, The Beecham, all of those, I guess. Well, no. The thing is, The Social and The Beecham are fine. The people who own them are oh. buying iSpy. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Sky 60 and Barbecue Bar. Okay. Sky 60 and iSpy will be renamed as uh, Sky Bar and Spy Bar. Um, and then Barbecue Bar is being transformed into like 64 which is like the name of the address oh, okay. and it's craft beers the, and all of them are getting that? facelifts but pretty much from the article that I read in the Orlando Weekly all of the staff and the management are staying on oh, barring a few issues whether things change remains to be seen but Ibar will be okay that's good a lot of my friends go to Ibar I've been there I think back when Carrie our friend left yeah, uh, I've been to Ibar a few times It's it's fun it's good all right, moving on. Less, uh, well, not less gay, but more gay. One okay. of us here actually went to San Diego. Who's that? I don't, I can't imagine. I bitch, who are you? I've been to San Diego in the past. No, 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 no. Does no, that like count? Recently for the Comic-Con. <laughs> oh, there's a comic convention. Yes. Oh. And um, even though one of our famous alumni now, Mr. Joshua, uh, did have some great coverage from my from for IGN at the con. Did you ever meet Joshua? Do you know no. Joshua? Well, no, I know of him. I've seen him a comp- 
couple times at the comic shop. He but he has not now some very famously fabulous hair that he likes to brag about. Oh, we love you, Joshua. Well, he posted about it. Wow. We love you. And actually, I really did enjoy Josh's coverage. But he is not here. Chris is here. He went. Let's hear. It. And he's got the con crud to prove it. Oh God! Get away from me! Oh God! Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. So I'm still recovering. Tell us. I mean, in in any particular order, you however you want. Give us the highlights. What do we miss? Oh, the important stuff or my important stuff? Um, your I, important well, stuff. Most most people get excited. I saw the Avengers two trailer. That was amazing. I did not go to Hall H. Thank God they were actually airing it the next day at this private like samsung lounge they did a really really good job they were just like airing it back to back to back and they provided with like food and drinks and all that fun stuff but yeah it was awesome it was super duper awesome i can't wait so you saw the trailer and this is the actual is it footage or is it like an artist rendering it's no it's the actual legit trailer it was about three minutes long i don't know if you want me to get into like the details of it yes please do because they're not going to release it They're not going to release it. So, yes. They told us they would release it, but in about eight months. That's a damn lie, and they know it. Eight months is like 80 years from now. Did you sign an NDA? No. Then tell us whatever you like. Okay. Awesome. Wait, first of all, does my girl look good? Scarlet bitch. Does she look pregnant? She's in like two seconds of it. And Were they two amazing seconds? Yeah, they're two amazing seconds. They're almost kind of like, okay, I'll get in. Okay. In order. Please. Okay, so the trailer opens up. There are they're at Stark Tower. They're all drinking, having a good time, and decide to play a drinking game. They all wanna take a jab at picking up Thor's hammer. It starts off with the Hulk or Bruce Banner rather. He tries to pick it up, he's grunting, he's moaning, he can't pick it up. He doesn't actually transform into the Hulk, he's still Bruce Banner. He gives up, Tony Stark takes a jab at it, he can't pick it up, then him and War Machine both use like their arm gauntlets to try and pick it up. Nothing. Um, uh, Cap. Then yeah. Well, I don't know if there was anyone before Cap, but anyway, Cap actually gets to it. He actually kind of nudges it, and Thor's face is priceless. It's amazing. Um, then Maria Hill takes a jab at it, and Nick Fury's there. So like the entire gang. And it comes down to Black Widow's turn, and she's like, I don't need anything to prove me worthy. And Thor just gets all cocky, and he just, you know, stands up, picks up the hammer, saying, you know, this definitely means that just none of you are worthy. So the music kind of just stops, like, fun, like, party music, and now it's, like, ominous, like, dark music. And the lights start to dim, and then we actually hear this voice. It's this creepy robotic voice. It's Ultron. He comes, like, creeping out of the corner, and he's clearly made out of, like leftover parts of Tony Stark's, uh, I don't know, prototypes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And he's real, real creepy. I mean, like, he's, like, clawed out, like, his own eyes just to, I guess, kind of, like, impersonate what a human, like, their shape and everything is supposed to be. His legs are, like, kind of, like, almost like wires. And he just has, like, all these, like, random, like, torsos, like, put together and, like, these shoulder pads. Did you ever see the movie Virus? I don't know what that that movie like that is, <laughs> but it's super creepy. It could be from that. And then um, he just like screams at them like, you know, none of you are worthy. Like my day of reckoning or some bad guy speech goes on. You know, my day of reckoning's coming. And then he shoots like these rockets out of like his back towards them. The it cuts. And then we have a series of just random, quick, rapid cuts. So we see a bunch of different things. We see um, Scarlet Witch amongst the rubble. She's kind of like walking through like the corridors of like a subway type of track type of thing. We don't really know. We don't know if it if it's like in an international city or New York. It's very, very distraught kind of footage. Um, we do see Quicksilver. Stylistically, he looks much different than what he did on Days of Future Past. He has like this kind of blue streak behind him uh-huh. as he runs in a slow motion type of take. Um, we do see Thor choke holding at Tony Stark. So that's exciting. Um, we see Iron Man you can the, using the Hulk Buster armor. We see Black Widow crying and reaching for the Hulk. We just see like his hand and and her like trying to grip onto it. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Do we see the broken shield of Captain America? That's actually the very last because it's a series of flashes and in between all all that I've described we see like random little shots of them fighting like the Ultron army mm-hmm. and then the very last shot it's Tony Stark waking up kind of from like a daze and he sees all the Avengers and a bunch of like rubble and carnage and stuff everyone's presumed dead and it pans outward and we see the actual shield captain america shield just split right in half and that's it and then logo it's awesome yeah i it's only maybe like two and a half minutes feels like the best two and a half i mean that would kill they could put that out now and people would freak the fuck out i mean i I, 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 had, this. I had heard about the Thor drinking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had heard about that before. I think I read this, like mm-hmm. the description. Somebody else had posted it, and 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 it's and it's very similar. I mean, like it's awesome because they show the Avengers having a human moment, which is always mm-hmm. fun when they're in the they're in the mansion or in the tower and they're doing their thing. Um, but what I love is this this the sell for Ultron is Ultron's not just the mustache twirling bad guy. He literally wants to save humanity. And this is how he feels as the AI, you know, evolves. How he needs to do it. The other thing is, and they guess they didn't show this is is Vision. No, they did not show Vision at all. In the promo shots, you at least see this floating shape with a cape, and everybody said it's Paul Bettany yeah. as Vision. They did reveal some so. like concept art on the con floor, and even like in the lounge where you were waiting. They showed all the concept art from the upcoming movie, and one of them had Vision in the background, but I guess it's just too early in the filming for them to reveal anything. Because, yeah, he's going to be CG or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, other than that, so that's great. What mm-hmm. else did you see that, at San Diego oh, that was just, like, it's so overwhelming? It's still, yes, yes. Everybody's, this is my fourth year going, and I still, like, 
I still can't fathom the idea and the excitement that I I went through this. Like, this is such an awesome experience. I highly recommend it to anybody. But um, this year, what really stood out was definitely the Avengers and definitely just kind of meeting some of my favorite YouTubers. Um, I really just wanted to have a good time because there was nothing this year that I was willing to camp out for. Right. Um, the Avengers might have been the only thing, but the time slot, it was just nearly impossible. But it worked out well for you to see the trailer, at least. Yeah, it was so awesome. Um, I know there was a lot of news and things. Did you see in any of the other things, or maybe online, I guess, the Batman versus Superman? I saw the leak online. Okay. Um, I actually, I have to say that I was a little bit disappointed in both DC and in Marvel. No one really shared any news. And when I was on my way back, I was just, you know, reading all the articles. And I was surprised a lot of, you know... Things and companies didn't share any information this year. This year was much of a kind of a slow burn kind of a year. Like, we didn't get any more of a Marvel lineup. We didn't get anything with, you know, WB and, you know, Batman vs. Superman. And what was weird is I saw the playback of Batman vs. Superman and we didn't even get to talk to the actors. They were just kind of like show ponied out. They're like, oh, you're actors. Awesome. And Chris Hardwick takes a selfie and then they walk off stage. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, really? See, here's the thing. With Marvel, I can see a slow burn. But I stand by my statement that I don't actually believe, like, DC's movies are coming. Like, we've just been down this road before. Like, how many times have they promised us a Justice League or a Wonder Mm. Woman? And they keep adding, like, different things. And I saw that leaked trailer, too. It looks like fan-made stuff. It does almost, Like, it's just... I... And it's not that I don't believe that they put it out. I obviously do. Mm -hmm. But I... When that movie comes out, if it comes out, which it probably won't come out, the only time I'll actually believe I'm sitting there watching it is sitting there watching it. They have a lot to overcome. A I lot. I mean, I mean, Marvel has not only run run laps around them in, in all the things they've done in movies and television lately, but uh, you're right. They have, a, they have a bad track record. Well, and they've also, they're doing this in a reactionary sense. Oh, yeah. They're doing all of their moves as a reaction to what Marvel has done. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to kind of forge their own path, they've, well, I guess they've made attempts because they tried with Green Lantern. They tried to do something different, which they wanted to build on. Yeah. But the problem is that it just wasn't that good of a movie. What I find fascinating is Marvel has made the choice to take their material and make it funnier than it was otherwise like a lot of the movies have humor that the subject matter doesn't always have whereas dc has gone the polar opposite route and they have done straight up serious which is the flip of the reputations that dc and marvel had for so long as book as as companies yep marvel was the more serious the more your universe right well these these heroes aren't worshipped by the people they're chased by the cops you know they're they're looked down upon but they're doing what's right and DC was the, we love our heroes, they're gods among men. And they've flipped it on the movie side. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that all plays out. Now, what we have not talked about, the new Wonder Woman outfit. We, I actually really like it. I like hated it. the casting. I was supporting this movie 110% until they made that uh-huh. Wonder Woman casting. I hate Gal Gadot. I think she's awful. See, Any Victoria's Secret model should not potentially carry a franchise. Like. Yeah. Well, especially when oh. her she was in what the Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen any it. of those yeah. with her. She's okay. She's okay for a Fast and Furious movie, though. right? <laughs> but that that shot. Now I will say the shot. Other than somebody did like a colorized version where they penciled, they did like more of the red, white, and blue, mm-hmm. and it, it did make it look even more. 
No, white. she looks good, but she's a model. She yeah. should look good, especially yeah. in a still shot. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so really, the moving first and trailer, talking yeah. and doing things. Yeah. Well, yeah. There. well, I'm I'm curious to see. I mean, that's gonna I'm be just a almost outraged because she's been like the longest standing like feminist figure of like media history, and we're giving it to her. Yeah, her. We were gonna give it to Rose McGowan, which I who I Ooh. love. I love Rose McGowan. It's been a, a, a string of different people. Because this been. movie will never be made. Mm. Everyone needs to stop <laughs> freaking out about it. It's just never going to happen. I think it's being shot right now. No, here's the thing. Regardless of what they want to call it, you know, Batman v. Superman versus On the Board of, of Education, like, it's still <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And they oh, can't completely. get their shit together. And until they do, I don't give a fuck. That's the most amazing part when everybody looks at what Warner Brothers has done, what the steps they've taken. It seems like they don't have a plan. Every time they've done something, it's like, what are you leading to? What is Because it seems like you're changing things on the fly just to try to get to an ultimate goal, but you haven't, you haven't done the work. You haven't put all the different pieces on the table. You're just trying to throw it all out there and be like, uh, Avengers movie. If, Here's our Avengers movie. If that movie, there. If that movie happens and it's great... I will happily say that was great, and I'm so glad I was wrong. But I'm probably not. So whatever. What about Marvel's big changes, like the gender reversal for Thor and the race reversal for Captain America? Were those at all something They made Steve Rogers black? They didn't really cover it in the Marvel panel when I saw the reruns of it on really? the stage. Um, they kind of glossed over it. From, the, from when I saw the Marvel panel, mostly just ra- revolved around the Avengers. And then for Ant-Man, which... They showed uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, they showed like the test footage. Um, I don't know. There was one thing that kind of caught me off guard, and that was that... Um, Evangeline, I'm sure. I'm Evangeline Lily. Yeah, she actually told like everyone's like, oh, I haven't even read the script, but I'm sure when I read it, like blah blah blah. Oh, she's in Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, she plays Hope Pym. Yeah, Hope, the daughter of Hank, and no. hashtag Janet Van Crime. There you go, hon. I gave you a shout out. Oh, well, I, I mean, it was big news leading up to San Diego when they said, oh, by the way, on the View, we're gonna have a female Thor. What? Yeah. And then uh, the the other stuff with uh, the Falcon we've we've seen coming a mile away. That's no yeah, surprise. Yeah. That, that stuff is. If you're reading that run of Remender's Captain America, well, that, you've seen that running on the wall. That preview cover they release of Avengers and, and time out. Yeah, time, time uh, out of time, out, out of time, out of time. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is, yeah, yeah. That well, the Tony Stark, the Thor with Yarmbjorn instead of Yarmbjorn and Yarmbjorn. Yeah, the most that they actually covered it was Chris Hemsworth saying that he would like to see a girl iteration and like the I would say would he like to be in drag it's <laughs> you know it's Jason Aaron we interviewed him oh, yeah. he says he's going to be on Thor for a while I'm not worried in no, the least I'm not bit. worried about all that either uh, not Jason Aaron in the least bit. I was I hey in the 90s run when they gave the the hammer to Eric Masterson who became yep. who ended up becoming Thunderstrike yep. but when he was not Thunderstrike Hell, he was just bearded Thor back in the day I mean, yeah. in the 80s All that. Yeah. like this is nothing new they Thor's made the Thor core because they also had the future Thor Oh, you know. I forgot about he had spike Thor. shoulder pads. It was Ooh. bad. When does this Didn't become like you know October? Good, yeah, like I feel like this is becoming more shock value than it is good storytelling. You gotta wait till the story comes. It's out shock value in the way it's revealed to the media. Yeah. I think in the actual text in the comics 
Remender has been building up to the Falcons' handoff. There's nothing non. It's very organic. And the same with okay. Jason Aaron. Jason like Aaron. You see it. We will see what happens and what makes him unworthy and all that stuff. Well, and Ed Brubaker did this with the death of Steve. He said yep. when he started writing Cap that his plan was to kill him. Yep. And it was some of the best storylines that he's ever yep. done. It's true. That whole run with Bucky as Cap was fantastic. But when they Bucky do, got to release it to the press like they do now, spoiling it all for oh, yeah. everybody. Then it is very inorganic and just. Yeah. All right. Let's it's sound bitey. But you know what? Here's the thing. They're hitting the mainstream media, and yeah. I can't tell you how many people who have come in because they, you know, they watch, they heard about The View, mm-hmm. they watch Colbert, and they're like, so That's what's right. going on with Cap? P.S. One of my customers, shout out to Gerald, um, has been reading comic books for forever mm-hmm. and refuses to call Sam Wilson, Sam Wilson, or Falcon. He calls him Snap. Is that his old... Back at... God damn it, Brian. What? Read an origin story, god damn it. Let's I continue. do, but he's not one of the characters. Go ahead. Just keep going. Well, he was called Snap? I want to know. Yeah, like, first of all, I, the reason why I don't like Falcon is because his origin story is bullshit. Okay. And he's actually a mole for the Red birds. Skull. Here's the thing. Do you know why he talks to birds? I don't. The Red Skull used a fragment of the Cosmic Cube to give him the ability not to fly... But to talk to Burns. And he was using him as a secret agent to infiltrate Steve's good graces and his like inner circle to take him down. That's the origin of Falcon. It's All garbage. Right. Continue. Why, why, he was called Snap? Snap. Back in the day. Oh, in the hood. Oh, Snap. He used to be called Snap. Snap. Wow. Mm. All right. So, anything else yes. on SDCC? Comic-Con. Oh, anything man. else? Man, it just seems like a really big blur. Were there really? any hot cosplayers that you want to call oh, out by name? Man. Or you slept with? I did not sleep with any of them. He no. has a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. I'm sorry. We did I want to sleep out. with a lot of them? Uh, you can add. No. No, um, no, I never forgot. There that. was a Goku, though. Yeah? Oh. Really? Super Saiyan oh, or regular? he was Super Saiyan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm Other than that, like... Guys, please wear your dance belts. If you're not packing, don't show it off because it's just embarrassing. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Mm. Wow. When it's That's like a little so wing. Ooh. It's so sad. Always be the David Bowie from Labyrinth. Never be the <laughs> David Bowie from but that's Super Saiyan. Saiyan Stardust. Though. I don't know. I'm just dancing in the streets. Oh, there you go. Um, the best cosplay I honestly saw was um the super cute. I have to give him a shout out. You know, I'm sh- I don't know if they're listening. But um, this this X Men twenties themed like group, I mean, adorable twenties like like flappers. What? Oh wait a Fucking minute, X Men. Yes, no, like yes. the like the um the variant cover that they did yeah. for X Men when oh, it first came out. I didn't out. know if it was a variant cover. Yeah, like this Downton esque. I mean, uh, oh, it was so cute. Even like the Anka, Jean Grey, Anka, Anka. uh huh. Yep, Chris yeah. Anka. Even like the Jean Grey, she had like a little Phoenix like hairpin, and oh my, the, the Emma Frost had like diamond makeup, like it was flawless. It was amazing. Chris, like I gushed over them. For, we like, met hours. Chris Anka at Heroes Con, and he is such a quiet little nice guy. He did the Dazzler redesign. Just saying, yes, he did. Um, I think it's him. It's either him or Chris uh, Wada, who's another whole story altogether. But that. I didn't know. I, I think I read about that. And so, so they were legit, like, they amazing. They were oh. legit. The best cosplay oh, I've so seen cool. the entire week. There was a lot of awful cosplay. There was a lot of bad Taylor moves. Well, oh, man. Well, that's kind of wild to do that. Yeah. Bad that's at every moves. con. Yeah. Every con, yeah. Like, man, that's a fat Sailor Jupiter. <laughs> Ooh. 
Well, anyway. All right, so let's move on to books, like our comic books, comic the things books. we read, some of us who do read still. Hey, you know. Who don't just read their brothers. Uh, I don't even, I haven't done that in a while either. What? I need to get back into reading. All right. Well, I just bought Infinity Gauntlet, so you can check that out. Um, let's talk you? about DC to start. I had this segued in at one point, but it's not <laughs> true now. Um, so DC is my sort of, you know, I, 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 I do like a lot of the DC characters. DC's New 52, well, you know, it's kind of waxed and waned. But I have been really enjoying the new Superman from Jeff Johns. And, Too bad uh, the art's terrible. That's right. You're not a fan of JRR either. Mm-mm. And uh, at times I you. am, but all of his characters look the same. They like do. I you might you. John Meter Jr. might as well have the same name as Greg Land because it just it all blends together for me. That's what I thought about his Avengers run. Mm-hmm. No, his Avengers was the low point. Kick Ass is pretty good, um, but it's Kick Ass. Like that's that's really specific. Yeah. And it works. The sad part is when Kickass and Hit Girl look like Steve Rogers and his female <laughs> companion yeah. in Depression Era America. Yeah. Like, it's just. Okay. But now, his new Superman, what's good about it is Jeff Johns writing Superman again. And what's awesome is he's he's finding a way to bridge the gap between the new 52 Superman and the old Superman that we all know and love. And he's doing it by bringing. Clark Kent back to the Daily Planet, and in a way, bringing in Lois and Jimmy and Perry, um, and and giving Superman a, a, a friend of sorts, although we're not sure how this is going to play out, who has a similar origin, but is human. So it's like these scientists that had this like little like you know separate colony, and they were things were going bad and all this stuff, and they sent their child into another dimension, sort of like you know Superman and all that. Uh, and then he comes back to Earth as a superhero because he's been in this other world. And he has these powers now. And Superman takes him under his wing and kind of helps him, in fact, spoiler, find his parents, which I thought was really sweet mm-hmm. you know, for Superman. So I've been enjoying that. Action Comics has been really good. The Doom story, for give, given that it is basically Doomsday, that whole story retold in a different light, in a different way, like with different outcomes, of course. Like that's been enjoyable. Oh, for me, it's been convoluted and so tiresome. Really? So tiresome. Because the way they spun Doom is, you know, here's just like this tight-knit story arc and you're just going to get it in like a month, maybe a little extra. And it's like, what, month three? Well, they and have stretched just, it out a bit long. It's like, had they had they boiled it down, it would have been fine. Yeah, but it's not. It's the first just, issue was the... The sort of let's fight, get it out of our systems, and he kills Doomsday, he destroys him. But then Doomsday becomes a virus and takes over Superman, and now Superman is turning into Doomsday. The chapter is doomed. Super, no, enemy of the state, super doom. God, why is this still going on? I don't know. I've been Just enjoying it, being a child of the 90s and enjoying the original run, seeing these writers who also were child, not child, children then, but they enjoyed that run as well, and trying to take a new take on it. Steel's got a great role. They're even bringing in Cyborg Superman, who's a different character in this universe. He's, uh, what, Kara's dad, I think? He's Supergirl's dad. What, I forgot the little yes. Jor-El, not Jor-El, but the other L. I don't know. Anyway, long story short, I'm 
I agree that they've gone a little long, but I, I think it's good. I, I'm really I'm glad they didn't just do a retread, I guess, really, at the end of the day. They didn't just do another soup, uh, Doomsday Death of Superman thing. They're doing something different, but I don't know. Uh, the other thing is Batman. Uh, they just ended Zero Year. Did you Ooh, not like that either? Thank you, God. No, I, I mean, I liked it, but once again, it was over a year well, of being yeah, in Zero Year. Zero year. Yeah. It was over a year. Probably over a year. Like I, I know I hit DC two St. Patrick's delays. days. They do have delays. I hit two St. Patrick's days. Well, what's weird is now we're in an era. Where That's Marvel, how I tell time. Marvel's and drinking out- holidays, <laughs> of course. Marvel's so. double shipping, so everything else feels slow by comparison. Even other Marvel books that don't double ship feel like, oh wow, when's the last time I saw She Hulk? And it's been a month, and you're like, it feels like forever because every other book is every other week. So DC isn't double shipping, except they're doing their weekly, uh, what is it, uh, Batman Eternal, and they're doing uh, Future's End, mm-hmm. both of which I dropped because I just didn't care. Batman Eternal has been great. Future's End it has some issues. They, they both hit low points, and I was just like, I don't need weekly books right now. I'll probably Batman read Eternal later. hit one low point. It needed a chance to breathe. When did you stop reading? He went to Buenos Aires or something. I don't know. Batman went overseas or something. And I no, he went to, to Hong to Kong. Hong Kong. Okay. Wait a minute. Is that where you stopped? I think so. Oh, no. Well, I'm sure exciting stuff will happen, and I'll go back. And you later. mean the next issue? No. Not 11. 11 is when Batgirl went to Buenos Aires, and that was a terrible issue with the artist that was really like, Weird, and you saw like the 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 veins in the eyes. No, it's terrible. Oh, okay. But after that, yeah, with James Gordon Jr. And oh, they brought James Gordon Jr. back. That's yeah. The next all issue right. is James Gordon Jr. All Pick right, it up. Right, right. I did like him in the um, what's his name? Suicide Squad. No, no, no. In the earlier Batgirl. No, no. The writer Scott Snyder's earlier when he introduced, uh-huh. or not introduced, he brought him back. That was good. You need to you need to pick right, up right. Eternal. Right. What are you reading, Chris? Buffy, DC, Angel. No, no, no. We'll Just get to that. DC only. DC Wonder only. Woman. I okay. tried Batwoman, and I didn't. Mm. Mm. no, but I love the Batwoman like miniseries. I had Elegy. That was what it was called. Oh yeah, yeah okay. so good. But what do you, you Wonder Woman? You're a big fan of that. Now love that's coming Wonder to a Woman. close, right? They're mm-hmm. switching when it comes out. To that. DC is just Wonder Woman for me. Oh, if you had to choose one, that's the one to choose. Oh, it's, so good. it's the. It's, it's always been run. so consistent how just good it is. It's never gotten boring or anything yeah. for me, at least. I love it. It's about to. No. Uh, um, now, speaking of, let's go to other publishers. We'll come back to Marvel. Uh, uh, you mean DC? We're going to come back to DC? Do we want to come back? What else DC? Um, Justice League has been great. Actually, I did enjoy uh, the most recent one because they're doing with the Doom, Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol. That's all. I know nothing about Doom Patrol, but I was very entertained. I, I read the first Morrison uh, trade, and that's all I know. But um, no, I really enjoy that they're doing Doom Patrol. And it's not like that they're all altruistic. It's fact that the chief is kind of a, a dick. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of got something over on all the other guy, all the other people on the team. So um, I've, I've been enjoying that. But what else do you see, though? Swamp Thing I still love. Is it good still? It's still good. That's Earth good. 2 has been killing it. I love Earth 2. I'm really Literally glad. been killing people but left and right. They have, and that's why it's been great. Tom Taylor is leaving. He's been the writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot the new person they're bringing on. Nicola Scott, too, their artist, who's yep. been killing it. She's leaving. Yeah. And then they're going to do the weekly, too. It's mm-hmm. like going to be the whole war with Darkseid or war with... Earth, apocalypse, apocalypse or Earth yeah, Prime that. or whatever it is. PS Multiversity is coming out and you know 
that book, even though everyone will read it, I'm worried about a book that says, hey, here's my book that's coming out. Here's a map. Here's a map. Well, when is Multiverse? That's soon, right? Yeah, this this week. I, uh, no, not this week. I'm sorry. Week? Um, uh, this will air. This will air on Friday. Sometime in August. All right. I am so excited about Multiversity because, as we all know, I am a Grant Morrison like acolyte. I loved his. I've read his book. I've watched the documentary. I prefer the word apologist. I may have done fine. sigil in my life. All I'm saying is, Grant Morrison is is an awesome writer, and when I really appreciate. Multiversity is like going to be the capstone of his stuff at DC, and I love Seven Soldiers. Even though the first time I read it, I didn't fucking get it. I was like, I don't understand what the hell's going on. But when I read the whole thing, it, it made sense. Anyway, I'm very excited about Multiversity. Um, anything else with DC? I'm just futzing around on Facebook, and they just announced a new casting for Arrow season three. And I didn't recognize the guy earlier. Who's what's, what's the who the who? Uh, I guess he was on the show Medium. Anybody ever watched that? No. Uh, he's playing the guy who's going to end up becoming Manhunter for season three. So they're introducing Manhunter. Okay. In season three. Yay. Not the green, not the green not lantern the ro- Manhunter. Not the Manhunters. And not Mark. the gay hookup site. But this is a different Manhunter. <laughs> different Manhunter. Okay, I'm just checking. It's got a different one. DC and not news. the girl, written by Mark Andreco, who's... Also not the movie adaptation of Red Dragon. Good, good. What else? Any other um, Manhunter references? I got all Can I got. we just combine all that into the first Arrow episode of this season? That'd be fantastic. Yeah. If they found a way <laughs> to lump all that together. All right, so let's I'm move on. I'm still not watching it. I need to watch Arrow. So, I thought it was good. Other publishers, you are an Angel and Buffy fan? Yes. Big How is Buffy these night. days? It's amazing. I love season 10. Yeah. Love, love, love season 10. Now, Angel and Faith, though. Not so much. I I'm I still it. in season nine. This oh, is what happens with me and Buffy. So better. I get behind, and I'm just like, oh, I'm totally gonna read it in single issues mm-hmm. now, and I don't. Season nine was kind of a hodgepodge. Like it, it got good, and then it didn't, and then it got good, and then it, it didn't. It started great. Yeah. It did dip, and then it got really good with her getting superpowers. And then the whole seed and all that shit, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. But then I read the first episode of season ten, and I enjoyed that. So good, but it's it just, stays. It stays. It's good. the dream team with Rebecca Isaacs and Christos Gage. They did the Angel and Faith series last season, okay, and they're amazing. I mean, everything. Mm. The artwork is amazing. The script is amazing. And the thing is, I've actually met Christos Gage at Comic Con, and I like gushed on front of him for like five minutes. I'm like, I love your work. Like, how do you like you know stay consistent with the character? and blah 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 and I went on forever and then he just looked at me he's like dude I just researched the characters and I write them I'm like oh well he's a very understated guy I met him too and he's very like he's very stern but very like to the point which I like but it was very underwhelming because I expected some deep type of answer no I I studied he's a journeyman see and that's the thing reading his Angel and Faith was great Reading so his Spider-Man good. stuff when he oh. like it's it loses that like for me it loses that human touch, but goes for the jugular of these big ideals and it seems very cold to me yeah. when that book especially during Superior had a lot of heart no, mm. well, I shouldn't say heart it had a lot of soul and reading his like annuals and such it just doesn't it 
doesn't really Slot has more of the heart and the energy and the love very much on the on his sleeve. Yeah, which doesn't mean that I didn't appreciate those yeah. issues. They were still really, yeah. really great. Gage it's just, a little more. Yeah, I know. No. What you mean. I yeah, I love love his work though. What All other, I've read is Angel and Faith and, and his Buffy stuff now. Other non DC and Marvel, like any other publishers, Image. We can talk about Image. Is great. Image is just stuff. still slaying it. Low came out the new Remender book. Saga. I was confused. About we'll get Saga. Low mm. confused me, and I love Tachini's art. I have the Last Days of American Crime. Love it. I didn't get that they were underwater until like the squid. How did you not? I just something about the way it was illustrated. I was confused. It seemed very far future. It was like yeah, far future but underwater. I didn't think underwater, and then I got to the squid. And I'm like, oh, they're underwater. And so that's that's a whatever. I mean, that's that's that could have just been not paying attention. I did love. And that it's very eternal, like like Remender likes to do. I mean, God, he did some black science about killed me. The main character who you might think is going to be with you for the entire run, fucking just don't. don't it's like Georgia R. Martin. Don't invest in those characters; they're going to die. Pick the the children or the wife or anybody else. They might stick around a little longer. And and it's one issue, and it's like, oh well, well all right, fine, gone. Mm-hmm. But it was good, really good. Um, Black Science, the new issue, was also good. Again, it's great. I picks love it. up from what fuck, like just oh my god, they kill this guy. Uh, spoilers, I'm not telling you which guy, but they kill one of the main characters, and you're just like, well, what's what happens now? And the fucking bad guy ish with quotes takes over and becomes a good guy. It's like it's just, I love Remender for that. I love that he finds, even though they're they're archetypes, and even though there's a lot of formula. He finds ways to really turn it on its head and make it new and fresh and interesting. He's masterful. Uh, and, and his artists are all amazing. Scalera, who, by the way, interesting guy. I met him at Heroes. Really? He's interesting. Like, he's Italian. I mean, he, who else? It's, well, of course. It's, it's whatever. But, I mean, just, just a fascinating individual. But his art is ridiculously good. Um, the Wake finished up. This is sort of DC, but it's Vertigo. So I, I treat it separately. Did anybody else read the end of the week? I did, and my I, head was like, "I yeah, crazy." I, I read it. It's, the problem is, I always read my comic books. It's a uh, tradition. I read them in my bed, mm-hmm. and so like fall asleep a couple times. Sometimes I do, <laughs> and I was three books away. I was I was six books in on a Tuesday uh-huh. night. I was three books away from falling asleep. Yep. I read the wake. And I saw that like that big splash page with the helix, oh, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" The, and I had to like reread it. I'm like, "The wake? Did I get me, this right? It, okay, I got it. Let's move." It took me three readings, three sittings of like I stopped. I just couldn't. I'm like, I can't. It's too dense. And it's big ideas, and it's not front loaded. It's back loaded at mm. the very end of the, and it really is cool, but it's dense and hard to get through and and it, it doesn't mean it's bad it was, nope. it's great i will uh, love selling author that is gene wolf that shit is as dense as it comes and you got to read it like a hundred times before you get anything out of it but it, it's still just for a comic i was like whoa especially because everything else had happened oh everything else it's like yeah. and in these last 12 pages here you go bitches but it, but seriously great sci-fi um, mm-hmm. Really beautiful, beautiful art. 
um, the Wicked and the Divine, which I love. I did finally read that first episode and the second issue or episode, whatever I call it. Um, fun and crazy, and it definitely has the roots in Phonogram and uh, and his Young, Young Avengers, Avengers fun, absolutely, yeah. and like just so happy that they're doing this interesting story. I don't know, Chris, are you reading this Markers, you'd, you'd like it. You really, you really would. What is it called again? Wicked and Divine. Wicked okay, and so divine. the promise is, is that every 90 years, these 12 gods incarnate themselves as human beings, and they give something to the world. And the time before that, they were doing like these flappers, like miracles sort of thing, like seances and stuff. That's the vibe we get. And this time they incarnate themselves as pop stars. So... For, you know, two and a half years, they're giving you, like, life-changing, the cure, like, Depeche Mode, like, mm-hmm. Beatles music, and then they die. Yep. And then they start the cycle all and over again. And their people, this was what was revealed in episode, or issue mm-hmm. two, I don't see the episode. They're people who then get, like, they awaken. So they're humans. They've had a life up to that point. Yeah. But then they awaken as this god, and then they have two and a half years, and they're done. So it's fascinating, and it's got Lucifer as one of the gods. So you have this instant built-in trickster, good guy, bad girl. We don't, we're not sure what she is. Uh, there's a thing they introduce at the end of that second issue where they they seemingly kill off one of them and they replace him with some new god. Yeah, like, like it's kind of what uh, McKelvey and uh, Gillen like. They did Phonogram. They've done Young Avengers. I love Phonogram. Like they and Mc, and uh, Karen Gillen especially. Not Karen Gillan. Kieran. Kieran. I always say it wrong. Um, like his journey into the mystery stuff he did with Loki. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's in this. You know, and if you, uh, I realize that I have my favorite writers, and depending on how I feel, like one moves up to the first and then like drops down. But like they, I think, are my favorite team. And Kieran Gillen's art, Kieran Gillen, uh, McKelvey, Jane McKelvey's art is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Such clean lines, a little almost cartoony, but but not, but very. Oh, but like good. every time you look at his pages, like it emotes. Yeah. Oh, and we should not forget Matt Wilson, who I actually again I met at Heroes, colors the shit out of this. Thing. Mm-hmm. The colors are gorgeous. They're not like your traditional comic book colors. They really run the gamut. If you, it's a book unlike anything else I've seen. As a gay man or a woman, if you ever need to understand how to color block, you need to see his colors. Yes, he is. I, mean, I think he's pretty straight, too, so it's impressive. Uh, what about Afterlife with Archie? Did anybody else read I'm this? afraid to read zombies. No, oh, no, 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 no. No, you're talking about Life with Archie. No, no, no. I'll talk about that, too. Afterlife with Archie, the newest issue, is not zombies. It's Cthulhu. It's Sabrina the Witch. Because if you've been following Afterlife with Archie, basically it's zombie Archie. Uh, Sabrina is a Jughead's dog. Uh, what's Jughead's dog's name? Who cares? He dies. He gets hit by a car. It's very Jug- sad. Very sad. Jughead uh, brings him Sabrina, says, please save my dog. Uh, God, I can't think of his name. And Sabrina does this really dark spell to bring the dog back. And this is what unleashes the zombie plague upon Riverdale. Well, it turns out the other thing it does is it summons back the Elder Gods. And Sabrina gets sent away from her step family or whatever those sisters were. No, his, her aunts. Her aunts, yeah. And, and gets sent to a mental institution run by 
what's his name? Uh, H.P. Lovecraft? H.P. Lovecraft. And of course. And another guy. Well, so it's very much a love letter to Lovecraft, but it's done in a way that you can tell they, they know their source material, and there's full-on Cthulhu, and basically Sabrina marries Cthulhu, mm-hmm. and has that good old tentacle sex, and we're not sure. So it's a one and done, and it goes back, I think, the next issue. So will be there are the no zombies. zombies. Not in this one, but they go back to the That's the one that. issue I can read. Can I borrow it? Absolutely. Thank but you. no, it's really fun. Um, so you had me at Cthulhu. It's really, it's a fun one and done, and they'll probably tie it in later. Um, just, ah, such See, fun. See, and I, I'm so over and done with this Cthulhu bullshit. Well, like, see, that's the thing. I did my, my, my... English to thesis on H.P. Lovecraft. And see, I love Lovecraft, but I hate... I don't. Like, there's more to Lovecraft than tentacled monsters. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's the, there's the a fear. There's a lot there's, of racism. The, yes, yes, of course there's oh racism. Oh, my God. racism. But, like... <laughs> a horrid Red Hook? Mm, it, no, he's not, so he's not my favorite, but I'm like, there's more to him than just tentacle monsters yeah. and that's what they really just jump to well that's what that's and what i hate hooks. it like I, I i love the build up and the suspense they do all the... that they do all that by okay the way. Well, frank yeah. also draws it uh francisco yeah and if you've enjoyed his art uh his afterlife with archie's fantastic now let's talk about life with archie i have not read the issue that we're talking about so though i almost bought the ramon perez cover because i you saw should've. that over there and i was like mm, i love ramon and it's a great cover um basically if you've been hiding under a rock you missed that they did kill off Archie. They, in fact, he killed him off because he was saving the life of a gay character, Kevin Keller, uh, created by our friend Dan Parent. But what's interesting about this is this is the what would happen if Archie grew up, which we all know Archie will never really grow up other than this one story. So it's a lot of the media was like, oh, my God, they killed off Archie. But like NPR, thankfully, was like, they killed off Archie, but it's this alternate history, whatever, whatever. So, like, they really did provide that uh, added uh, information. So, Archie is not dead in, in any of the normal whatever. He's as dead as any comic book character exactly. ever is. But, I mean, this was the... What it was would a, it's the life with Veronica, life with Betty one. And right. that's cool, the universe they did. From what I've been told, in. and uh, did you read it? Yes, I did. Okay. They do skate the... It could be either one. Yep. So, they kind of bridge the two alternate realities into one and uh so you liked it yeah no it it was touching it was you know beginning to end like one of the best archie issues ever even if you've never read it they encapsulate all of archie like the essence of archie in this p.s random i just side note legend of Korra season three it's been good still hate Korra as an avatar she's terrible but the season's been good I love Cora. Love she never Korra. learns. She never learns. There's no character development. That's the issue with Cora. She develops kind of Sami as mm, her bosoms. Her bosoms. <laughs> Can I say this though? They did pull this from the network, right? This is online. Yeah, only. it's it was, now going to be online. Which is interesting. Only. Yeah, that was yeah. one thing that they actually announced at Comic Con that I forgot to mention. But it was I went to that panel and it was very like somber. Like I've gone to all the other Cora panels and they've always been like really happy go lucky and they always show a pilot or an episode here and there and they showed an episode. But I don't know. There's some weird shit going on with Nickelodeon because well, they could not bring that mood up at all the entire panel you basically tell this series that has been on major network not major network television but cable 
oh, by the way, you're not going to be on cable anymore. You're going to be on the internet. I'm sure a lot of people would be like, whoa. Still, I feel like there was some type of underlying yeah. Is it because of low ratings? Is going on it's, at Nick. That's the thing. It's, it's critically acclaimed, and it has a, a very avid fan base, yeah. but it's not hitting the numbers that like the first one did. toys out of it. Well, they can't they can't match the success of the first Avatar. Yeah, and it's just and even that was those numbers, thing. while still good, are too low for what they want, yeah. and they're just gonna slip something else in, and everybody else be damned. So read the comics. Uh, but comics let's get so back good. to comic books. Marvel, Marvel uh, has been very busy. Oh, so out busy. Many uh, great stories, great art, great teams. Uh, Original Sin, just because it's the big event right now, if you've not been reading Original Sin, it is uh, taking an interesting turn, I would say. Okay, Mm -hmm. uh, can we do spoilers? And somebody catch me up on what the hell's happened. Basically, Nick Fury, in addition to being... Back up. Do you know what Original Sin is? No. Okay. Okay, so someone kills the Watcher, and they dig out his eyes, and they steal his technology, which means there's very powerful technology out there, and his eyes are super powerful because you realize he doesn't just see everything in the universe. He sees everything in the multiverse. His eyes are like the DVR for the multiverse. It's like mm. 3D Man. Yeah. 3D yes. Man could originally... Well, actually, this is a lot of Earth-X. Uh, yeah. Because the Watcher in the beginning of Earth-X has been blinded, and no one knows why. And then at the end, uh, or actually throughout the story of Earth X, uh, Android X fifty one from you know Machine next wave Man. fame yep. uh, is allowed to enter into the Watcher's domain and basically watch for him, mm. and then tell him what is all happening with his technology. But mm. yeah, first thing that happens in Earth X is the Watcher is blinded. Um, the the catch is this time is that uh, his eyes become bombs yeah. in the sense where they're the most powerful thing about him. And they explode, and they don't explode physically, they explode mentally. And all of these secrets, like everyone's secrets, just get put out into the open. And so you learn deep, dark things about people you never knew. Like like how Tony Stark helped design the Gamma Bomb that malfunctioned and created the Incredible Hulk. Yes. yes. And, yeah. and Thor and Loki have a sister. sister, which turns out to be Angela. Daredevil right. has a thing happen. Which I haven't been reading. Avengers so and X-Men tie-in, but really doesn't have anything to do with it. But you know what? It's been some of the best issues mm. of both of their runs. It mainly is. Avengers. X-Men has been good too. But yeah, no, definitely. It's like, but it's given them a reason to tell this dark secret that then trans- mm-hmm. transforms. So, okay, what's the deal with Nick Fury? Right. So, okay. Nick Fury is revealed to not have, you know, he's like life model decoys. Everybody knows Nick Fury's life model decoys. And he had the infinity formula right. or whatever it Kept was. Kept him young. He was all this, whatever. That's not Nick Fury. That's a life model decoy. The real Nick Fury is up on a space station. He's an old, old man. And he's been sending out these life model decoys to assist in his mission, which isn't just S.H.I.E.L.D., which isn't just his spy stuff, but rather... It's not not Nick Fury's Secret Warriors. It's also... He is like the cosmic protector of Earth. He is taking out, assassinating whole planets that have some evil intent on hurting the Earth. And he replaced somebody who had done this previously. Um, Leonardo da Vinci? No, they didn't tie it into Hickman's no. shield. I thought they would, but they uh-huh. didn't. Um, but basically, he's the man on the wall. He yeah. is the Earth's protector. He's been doing all these terrible things. And so he had sent out these teams to ostensibly investigate 
why the watcher was killed. And really what they were finding and they were looking for is proof of Nick Fury's deeds because Nick Fury is trying to, he knows he's going to die. He's going to fight one more battle and he's going to go out and he wants to find a replacement. And so he brings these people together like the Punisher and Doctor Strange, Winter Soldier and uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, all these to try to find a replacement. And this, this is where we're at. There's one more issue. Uh, There's two more issues. Is there two more? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the penult or one of the last ones was basically uh, they all realize Nick Fury is up to something, and they try to stop him. Cap, Thor, all these Avenger people are going to come confront him with what he's doing. They find the the satellite, they start to fight, and then Nick Fury kind of escapes, and that sets it up for the the next big thing. But the other side of it is the villains in this who actually killed or did something with the Watcher. Uh, King, was it Midas? Dr. Midas? And Oubliette, yeah. From um, Grant Morrison's uh, Marvel or Marvel Boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Aaron's, Jason Aaron's a big fan of, of that stuff, so he brought them in as characters. Um, I forgot, there was somebody else. Oh, the, the Orb. The Orb. Who yeah. has a big eye on his head. I mean, you know, all that stuff. Uh, so oh, man, that's, that's classic Jason Aaron. That's yeah. Ghostwriter Jason yep. Aaron. The mindless uh-huh. ones have been transformed into these sort of more mindful beings. It's all this crazy crap, and it's all kind of convalescing now. But again, the tie-ins are just, oh my god, there's a secret that nobody knew about, like the Silk character in Spider-Man, the Last Will and Testament of Charles Xavier, where we found out, oh, he married... Uh, he married Mystique. Mystique? I'm like, what? Really? Um, as Mystique or as somebody else? As, he knew her as Raven Dark. <laughs> Raven Dark. Okay, so... You're not pretending to be somebody else. I know you're Mystique, oh, and I'm yeah. gonna. Yeah. Um. Uh, we got the Richard Rider. What happened to Nova? That's coming. That's next. That's the that's. Next it's issue. oh, I'm. It, of all of, regardless of how good this uh event will be, this is what cosmic fans have been waiting for. This is what sure. you have been waiting for. No shit. What the fuck happened? Because Star Lord just kind of like yeah, uh, we got out. Yeah. Not everybody right. got so out. It's happening. Um, so yeah, that's been great. Um, not a part of Original Sin, but an event that I'm looking forward to is Spider-Verse. Um, if not because they're giving me like Peter Parquad from 1602, um, they're also giving me Superior Spider-Man. Yeah, like more, it's just two like, more issues. Two more that. issues, and it's the most exciting thing in Spider-Man since they brought back Peter. I will say this: I have enjoyed the um, what's it, what's that little bit limited series called? The Learning to Crawl. Yeah, I've actually oh, enjoyed been, that. Oh, it's no, pulling no, no. teeth for me. I love it because it's it's Ramon Perez art. Who's uh, I love Ramon Perez. Right. It's uh, they they kind of went back to revisit the origins in a more modern context as you do, and it's got a villain who is not a villain in a traditional sense, but he's a a wannabe. Shut up. He's a wannabe superhero who has like the power over sound. He's kind of like Dazzler, but without the lights. Or like Claw. Or like Claw. And he really just wants to be a superhero, but he keeps seeing Spider-Man as like a fake and a phony, and he wants to expose him, and it's this whole thing. I, I've been enjoying it. Um, the uh, Really, what they should have done, and, and I know you've been enjoying it, and I'm sorry to take this away from you. It's okay. They should have double-shipped Amazing because it's moving really slowly. And then you get these issues that really have no bearing on the current story. Is Slot still writing Amazing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, actually, and I will say this, Dan Slott's uh, Silver Surfer was excellent. I love his Silver the Surfer. The fourth issue where he goes back to Earth was really fun. Mm-hmm. Really fun. A lot fun. of fun. Um, uh, I want to talk about Secret Avengers. I don't know if you're reading this. Alice I am. Cot. Cot? Alice Cot, yeah. Alice Cot. Uh, who came to the store, mm-hmm. right? And I missed it. I was out of town. So did I. And he and Tread Morris. So, oh. And Secret Avengers is hilarious. Modoc is like a quote-unquote good guy working with the Avengers, uh, working with Coulson and young Nick Fury, new Nick Fury, whatever, and um, and Maria Hill and some of the other, like, the Hawkeye. But it's like they took, like, the Hawkeye from Fractions Hawkeye and they kind of kept that sense of humor mm-hmm. and that sort of indie art style. It's called the, it, it's called the personality. Exactly. They kept the personality, but it's it's a funny book. It's got Coulson, and Coulson gets to have a little bit of sense of humor. Uh, and Modoc, fucking Modoc, of all the things, and mm-hmm. he's, he's been a lot of fun. He's kitsch. He is. He's. Kitsch. I've really been enjoying that. Uh, and he's Alex Cott's taking over Winter Soldier. Yep. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Miss Marvel has been excellent. So mm-hmm. If you want I to. So I, good. Where you been buying about. it, bitch? Because you haven't been buying it from me. Online? Mm-hmm. Nah. Talk about why you like it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know where to start. I just, I love the idea that Miss Marvel is not a blonde haired white girl. I have to say that. I like the diversity. That's what hooks me in every single time. Also, I love the kind of low key, like, storyline. I like that it's just, like, a nobody. Mm-hmm. Like I love that the artwork is great. I love Kamala Khan as a character. I love just like getting into like the Muslim like nitty gritty about yes. it. I like the mentality about it. Yes. I love. Oh man, there's just so many good things now, about it. Like, did you like it when Wolverine showed up in the last issue? It's it's all right. She had to have a tie in to like yeah. kind of like and you know anchor what? her to the universe. If you're gonna have a Wolverine tie in, now's the time to do it. Exactly. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So I I have loved it. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't think I would. I the art style's great. I mean, Runaway's artist, and I mm-hmm. can't think of the name. I apologize, but beautiful, beautiful art. Mm-hmm. And like I love her love interest, even though it's not a love interest yeah. yet. Like and the villain is the giant parrot that's been mutated. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's totally but it makes ridiculous sense, though. But it works. It exactly. works. Mm-hmm. Her powers make sense. You know, given it's the whole Terrigen. Basically, yeah, I know the, the origin. Bomb, yeah, you know, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, I've read in Humans three, it's good. It just would have been great six months, six ago. months ago. Well, it's not Soul's fault. It's um, not. But you know what? Um, oh shit! This uh, artist for Spider Man. Um, Which one? Uh, Stegman. Stegman's yes. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. coming on art, and so issue three will come out next week. Issue four will come out. It'll be great. Wait, Joe Mad's leaving? Uh, uh you mean? Leaving in quotation marks, they told you, bitch, grab your pencils, you're out. Ooh. Well, all right. I don't know that for sure, but really, like, I mean, that book that, is. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, Uncanny Avengers just wrapped up its big Ragnarok Now storyline, <laughs> mm-hmm, which, which I really like. Uh, was quite a mind fuck mm-hmm. because it got all weird and alternate universe. And, yes, it did. And they pulled back, like, the future, you know, Arno Stark and. Doom 2099, all and that. And May Parker as, like, Venom and... Crazy. Crazy shit. And and Kang is just playing them all, and, and he's got his own designs. May Parker Magistrate. is Venom. Uh, what was that from? Universe X. Yes, yeah. Yes, it yeah. Is. yeah. Uh-huh. They brought him on all, all Remender, possible timelines. I love... Magistrate Braddock. Yep, from, the, from Uncanny X-Force. Well, I love that I read Earth X, Universe X, and Paradise X so long ago, and I have seen them referencing it 
since I think okay. the first one I saw was like Hickman uh, did Madame Hydra, oh. but, she, but he did the octopus head mold, mm-hmm. which was straight out of Earth X. Mm-hmm. It's like they've been referencing that, which so I've only much. skimmed through. I actually need to read. I, though I the really whole enjoyed all of them. They were really, really good. By the end, they get trippy as hell. It is very trippy, but um, uh, so Uncanny Avengers just wrapped up. Now they're starting to road into Axis, which will be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, X Force. I do want to mention this. We know that X Force. There's the Hot Daddy Cable in there, drawn. I think okay. I, I don't. I like him better than the previous run, uh, where he had the giant freaky arm. You know, the hopeless run. Yeah, the hope. Although we love Dennis Hopeless, don't get me wrong, but um, the art was weird. But now it's Cy Spurrier, and it's Cable's like cloning himself every day. So every day it's a new Cable, and the original is like in a back to tank, basically. And he just like disposes of these clones every day, and it's fucked mm. up. Yeah, no, it's super dark. And Hope is fucked up because Hope is actually like sort of in between death and life in this meme character. That's what the big reveal was, and that's fucked up too. But I, what I love is it is this weird fucked up take on the X Force concept with uh, Psylocke, with uh, Phantom you know, X, Phantom X, Marrow, and uh, even Doctor Nemesis. And if they would just switch out artists, I think I'd be happy. Because that art reminds me of um, that old Cable run with uh, Baby Hope. Oh, oh, with uh, Dwayne Swirinsky. Well, right. He was writing, I think, Olivetti was the artist. I just, just, it's too, I don't know. Don't care for it. But I have been enjoying the story. Is is Seisberger still doing the Legion book, or did they cancel that? It's done. Yeah. Oh. But um, it's interesting. It is a different take on it, and I just love seeing Hot Daddy Cable, so. All right, uh, Figment. Who's reading Figment? Nobody. Let's move on. Uh, speaking of what? Speaking of, it's terrible. No, it's not. What, 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 it's what? terrible. What? Why? Why is it's it terrible? terrible and boring? And I hate Figment, and he's the worst character to ever. I ever come out of a pencil. All the Disney queens that listen to the show. I love Figment. He's my favorite thing in Epcot. Is this is like, the same Figment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Figment it. series. Oh my god. And it's got the dream. What's horrible? They took a horrible ride, made it worse, and then made a comic about it. No, if you like steampunk, if you like Figment, if you like that, you'll love it. It's cute. The art's adorable. I had a Figment stuffed animal when I was a kid. Yeah, I did too. I regifted that as soon as I could. I also had that creature from the Captain EO stuffed animal too. I think he shows up too. Doesn't mean that I, I was a kid. The so. shit would I want to read it now We're for? We're still talking about fucking comic books. All right, listen. Look, some of those things can still resonate to uh, us adults. When they you, were, when we were you know what? Let's talk about good books. Oh, okay. That have gotten canceled, apparently. Like, um, Avengers Undercover. Great book. Oh, yeah, that did get canceled. We it's so ask, good. And, Dennis about that. and it's gonna it's going to tear me up inside. Um, let's talk about other books in Marvel, such as Guardians, which is all right. Yeah. All new X Men has been great. Can we talk about the hundredth anniversary issues? I read two of them. I read the X Men one and mm. I read the Guardians one. I haven't read the Guardians one. I read the uh, I read the Spider Man one. Uh-huh. I read the Fantastic Four one, which wasn't good. Were any of them that you read good? The X Men one was good, but I'm a fan of X Men. Just to see an X Men story where. Uh, it, it's, really? Because we haven't had enough future X Men stories. No, well, I love future X Men stories, but it's it's ultimately what it always boils down to: fucking Phoenix in the white hot room, doing her bullshit. 
and, and, and Scott and Emma. It's the love triangle. Yeah, uh, it's always the love not, triangle. Um, That's what all Guardians of Naruto one? is based on. Can I ruin the Guardians one for you? Two words, Silver Galactus. I saw that. Guard, uh, Silver Surfer bonds with Galactus, becomes Silver Galactus. They did that, that shit in the original Guardians run. Did they? He was he became he became like the basically the anti Galactus in the original nineties Guardians. Really? I remember yeah. That. He became like the protector of the universe. He was basically with the power cosmic, but he could he could do all the things that Galactus could do, just the opposite. He didn't want to consume he wanted to This is Galactus, but he's silver. It's really dumb. Yeah. I the hundredth I I've those are the only two I've read. Spider Man was okay. Spider Man was what you were X Men was the best one out of them. Uh, yeah, um she Hulk's all right. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of like delayed or something. I haven't mm, seen it Guardians is all right. Yeah. Except this next issue is everything I ever wanted. Um, Spider Man's all right. Twenty ninety nine is okay. That? Yeah. But the thing is, I know it's it's Peter David. Like I know I'm gonna love it once it hooks me, and I'm gonna be reading it for thirteen years. So why are we talking about the Avengers and New Avengers? Uh, because we saved the best for last. Uh-huh. It, and I've said it before to multiple people. I've said it on this podcast probably, but Hickman's run of Avengers is my run of Avengers. It's killing. I've never it's had one before, and I'm super in. excited to say that. Not only in Avengers do you have this crazy time trip thing, which by the way, if you like Groot, you need to read that run because mm-hmm. there's a great Groot moment. Issue um, before last, that was 32? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Franklin Richards from Fantastic Four, from Hickman's Fantastic Four run. But that shit's building to a head. Uh, Iron Lad shows up at the last issue, saving Cap, which, oh, crazy. Oh, that's who that was? Uh, yeah, go back and look at it again. I was super like, tired, and I'm just like, mm-mm, okay, it's, it's, Iron Man. It looked like Iron Man, and then you look at it again, like, wait, that's not Iron Man. All right, the Kid other Kang? thing is, who? Kid Kang? Kitty Kang, yeah, yes. Kid Kang. Kid Kang. The other thing is, New Avengers... You have basically mm. the Justice League versus the Avengers. Oh, it got dark. It got real dark. When okay, <laughs> so Marcus, I know you weren't reading it, but there's a point where Doctor Strange is dealing with the analog for Doctor Fate, uh, for the Justice League, and he literally says, "Bitch, give me your coat," and grabs his cloak and yanks it off of him. And all of these, like, magical objects and potions fall out. And he rips the mask from him. And he realizes it's Harry Potter. And then he summons <laughs> he summons these, like, eldritch demons, which happens to be Cthulhu. And that's when I just, like, God damn it, you could have chose, chosen something else. And they proceed to eat the Justice League and destroy this planet. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. Oh. But, you know, it's... And there's red skies yes. because it's a crisis. Yes. Like, the whole thing is... And I remember Hickman talking about this with Word Balloon. Um, he was like, I am basically toying with this right now. And he had been writing it. And it's it's so awesome. And even Grant Morrison, when he was interviewed about Multiversity, mm-hmm. said, Hickman is doing what I'm doing in Multiversity where I'm going to have the Stan Lee-verse. And it's going to be basically the Revengers... Yeah, I'm and it's so funny that they're both playing with this this notion that these characters all exist somewhere and could mm-hmm. interact conceivably. It's, uh, but it's dark because it's fucking Namor. So that so they all have they have this world ending device. So like this one thing, if they have to prevent another incursion by or prevent which the incursion, is creating, uh, which is stopping the uh, incursions are for those of you who aren't reading it are a parallel Earth crashing into six one six Earth. 
And unless you destroy that earth, your universe will collapse in on itself and be destroyed. So they have this device they've built that will take care of that by destroying the earth that they're on, which is the other earth. None of them will do it. Black Panther's like, I'm going to do it. All his ancestors are there saying, do it. We don't care. Save us. Save our people. Whatever. Nope. He didn't do it. Doctor Strange doesn't do it. Uh, I forgot who else. Tony Stark doesn't do it. Oh, it, oh um, Reed Richards doesn't do it. And it happens to be Namor, which I think is a cop out because Doctor Strange sold his soul. He's like, I sold too much. I gave too much. And it's always Namor. They make Namor out to be the bad guy and he is yeah but he's a pragmatist and that's but that's the thing like this is a team of pragmatists Mm -hmm. you don't always have to save these characters you can make them do terrible things that they deal with and then get past and then you retcon it whatever but for an issue reed richards is a dick (laughs) yeah so basically namor pulls the trigger and we think blew up the world so they're cool and they're on a a collision course those two titles and when I guess time runs out or whatever the hell yep. that whole thing is, they jump four to eight months. That all is going to happen. And and I heard that Hickman's like Hickman's run has a an end, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, um, Hickman's wrapping it up, so he yeah, can do something else. But. Which is which is fine with me yeah. because Avengers and New Avengers never thought I'd be saying it, but killing it left and right. It is, and it, and it's not your traditional team. That's the other thing. A lot of new characters, a lot of new story ideas. So. Uh, any other Marvel books? Nope. No Marvel, no. Nothing else? Nope. Uh, well, thank you guys so much. Thanks to... You called him Marcus? How many Markers. 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 Oh, Markers. Markers. I'm like, why is he calling him Marcus? I'm so confused. I'm so He's old, old and crotchety. I need a nap. Thank you, Chris, for oh, coming thank you on. Thank for having me. Homo Happy Hour. What's Tuesdays the website? Tuesdays at 4. What's the website? Orlando.com. That's it. And on iTunes. On WPRK for those of our local listeners. That's true. Mm -hmm. And if you're online uh, on iTunes, Out Loud Orlando. Yes. um, We love DJ Justice. We'll have to have him on again soon. Hopefully when we have a young, twink-like guest for him to awkwardly harass. That would be fun. Mm. What else we got going on? Dragons and Spandex, we just interviewed... Pandora Box. Who's coming to Orlando in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. I'm going to have to... Ooh, girl, there's some black magic that I got to pull and cast. You need to make it work. Ooh, you need to make it work. Because she'll be doing a meet and greet at Parliament. So if you want to go say hi and wear your geekiest t-shirt, she's a big old geek. I love it. She'll be there. Her new video, Different, is going to come out probably right when this this airs. So check that out. Um, We are going to Dragon Con. Like I said, I think Pat and myself... It'll be awesome. Are you going to Dragon? No. It's Atlanta. It's like six hours. I, I will it's die eight hours. If I go. I'm still recovering yeah, from I this am past con. I'm excited about the con crud from that. <laughs> um, but I hope to be there. Uh, if you follow my other show, Comic Book Bears, we're actually doing a live show for New York Comic Con. So I'll be up in New York City on Wednesday of that week before Comic Con. I'll probably be there through at least the Friday. And then we got to come back because Come Out with Pride is that weekend in Orlando. Woo! Which will be a whole big shit show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be wasted. Of course you are. Uh, we're going to have an upcoming microsoft with uh, Jared's project that he's been working on at school, which we will say little else about until you actually hear it, because that'll be exciting. Um, we also have our audio from the LGBT characters panel we did at Heroes Con. That is going to be coming up in a future episode. If you are excited about this show, please re- leave a review on iTunes. Those are always fun to read, and we don't think about to read until, like, you know, six months will pass, and we'll go on there and be like, 
oh shit, people liked us. It was kind of nice to like. It's like a, it's like Christmas <laughs> twice a year. Um, and we're on uh, Facebook, Flame On Show, uh, Flame On Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I believe also that is our Tumblr. If you are so inclined, we do a post occasionally on there. And all of us have emails. I did set up a phone mail, but no one ever seems to call. So it'll just die again. But if you want to reach out to us, email us anything you can think of at flameonshow.com. We all have accounts. Please ask us anything you like. We'd like to have a question and answer session eventually. Um, I don't think there's anything else I need to promote. No, that's it. So we hit um, them all. I guess on that note, uh, flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 